Welcome to Fixie's Playground. Uh, I am your host and creator, Trevor. Um, it is July 10th. It's been not quite a month since my last episode, so uh, this is episode 12, maybe 13. I don't know. It's been it's been a minute. So um, happy to be here. It's the summer. It's been kind of rainy and hot and humid, but um, half the year is over with, folks. It's crazy. This year's been going by fast, but it's kicking. So uh, today got a guest that's coming here. I only talked with him for like five minutes since before he came, so it's gonna be pretty interesting. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Brody, um, and I'm from Opelousas, mm-hmm. and I'm a big football guy. So hey, I can talk football all day. If <laughs> anybody wants to talk, just hit me up. <laughs> I, I feel yeah. This this episode might have a couple hours worth of football in yeah. it, and that's that's fine. Um, I've done it before. I'll do it again. Everyone knows. So, um, okay. So we, we know you like football. Anything else you like? Like what's your favorite music? Okay. So I listen to really any type of country music. Okay. And like just, I like some rap and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, jazz, rock, yeah. any, anything. Okay. So you're anything. a little bit of, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I feel you on that. I, uh, my playlist, cause I have like a Spotify account and my playlist is all over the place. <laughs> I mean, Everything you said is on that playlist. I'm not even joking. I, I feel like I just go through the music sometimes. And I just add whatever I feel like listening to, and then, you know, I do that. So I, I hear you there. Um, have you ever been to any concerts or anything like no, that? No. Really? I've have you ever wanted to go to a concert? Oh, I've always wanted to go to concerts. Yeah. Like, um, John Connolly had one, like, a couple years ago at Paragon. Mm-hmm. No, no, was it? Yeah, no, it was Evangeline Downs. Okay. And... I really wanted to go because, like, my dad, he would always listen to him. So I was, like, I kind of, like, really, like, fell in love with his music, mm-hmm. too. But I wasn't of age to I got go. You. I you're old like, enough now, though, yeah. Yeah, you're 22? How old are you? I'm 19. Okay, that's fine. It's all good. Um, Soon. But maybe you might get lucky at the Cajun Dome. Maybe, yeah. So um, I took my wife. I think it's been it's – been, four five years now i took her to a garth brooks concert mm-hmm. at the cajun dome and um i lucked out because at the time I, I wasn't working at, at where i'm at right now i was working at fushon and i was working seven and seven so okay i'd go stay there for seven days at a mm-hmm. time i'd work seven 12 hour days and then come home and i had seven days off well originally garth brooks was only supposed to be one concert for well like one week mm-hmm. that concert at the Cajun Dome. Well, he sold out the first week, and there was such a demand that he decided to stay for another week. So when I found that out, I, I managed to get some tickets. Um, it was also my wife and I's anniversary, so oh, okay. it was well, an anniversary gift. Yeah, yeah, because I wanted to take her, but I was working, so I couldn't go. But then once I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be home," well, let's go, and uh, it was amazing, man. High energy, just. All the favorite songs, you know, Thunder Rolls, Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. If anybody has ever listened to Garth Brooks, like, he's probably one of the most decorated music- musicians just in general. Like, mm-hmm. he has so many platinum albums and gold albums and stuff like that. It's crazy. Um, but fun. Fun. And, I mean, I've been to, I've been to all kinds of concerts. Um, if you, I don't know if you ever heard of Event Sevenfold or Coheed and Cambria. They're rock. I haven't. Okay. I saw them. That's fine. Um, 
Who else? Uh, let's see. Not Creed. Though, yes, I, I will listen to Creed, but it's it's way old. Stained. You ever heard of Stained? No. No? Okay. I'm not like a big rock not guy. Not big. Okay, that's fine. Like, I'm more of a rock guy, okay. but uh, I've been to a bunch of concerts. It's, it's fun. Um, I suggest going if you can find a, a good one in the area once you get a little bit older. Um, other than that, are you a movies guy? Oh, yeah. Love movies. Okay. So, like, love movies. what kind of all movies or... All movies, but if I really had to choose, Marvel is like top okay, tier I got for you. me. I got you. Yeah, top I'm huge. Tier. I mean, I'm the biggest nerd you're gonna <laughs> most likely. Trust me. I, I I love football too, but anyone who knows me, I like all kinds of stuff. I read, I watch movies, TVs, anime, um, <laughs> you name it. So um, yeah, Marvel's up there. Um, definitely in the horror horror stuff. You know, old school, new school. Stuff like that, um, like Stephen King's It, Jeepish mm-hmm. um, Creepers, stuff like that. Did you watch the new Conjuring movie? Yes, I did. It was all right. Yeah. It yeah. was um, – I feel like the first and second ones were better, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like the this one was very overhyped. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was still good. I'm going to be honest. The first one, I fell asleep. The first time really I, I, I fell asleep really you yeah. just didn't like it or no no i i was i really i was interested in it mm-hmm. but it was just so slow paced i got you and i was i got you i got you i got you i um what movie was it the lady in the water is it yeah what was it called it, it's a, a movie that was done by um I can't remember his name. It's the twist guy. He um, he directed Signs with Mel Gibson, uh, The Village. Oh, why can't I remember his name? Um, I'm 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 gonna look it up, folks. I'm gonna look it up because I should know it. I'm very bad with names. <laughs> just just saying. Um. Oh, M Night Shyamalan. Okay. That's who. Um, is like the lady in the water or something like that. I fell asleep in that movie, and I normally don't fall asleep in movies. Yeah. yeah. But like, it just wasn't good, and I was, I just it was late at night. I lost interest. You know, the first one's really good. Um, the storyline throughout all three. Is good, you know. It's not. It's not just cheap. Like there's actual substance to it, you know. They build up to it. It's not just jump scares, but they do have jump scares, mm-hmm. you know. Um. But I think the second one's probably my favorite one. The second one, yeah. The first one's still a perennial. Like I'll watch it from time to time because mm-hmm. it's good. Uh, the third one, I watched it, and honestly, I just. I might watch it again one day, but I don't intend on it anytime soon. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I don't have any interest in watching it again. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it was a bad movie. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like once you watch watch it once, it's like all right, I, I don't need to see it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched. Um, I recently watched uh, the new Wonder Woman movie. Oh, really? I watched it on HBO Max or whatever. Okay. And it was all right, but it's another one of those like I probably won't ever watch it again kind of things. DC like when it comes to their movies, 
Really not fan. Did you watch the Snyderverse cut? I have not. You should. No. You should. Now, and I'm saying this as someone who I didn't necessarily mind the first one, but it wasn't nearly as good as it should have been. Is is the best way I can put it. Not to say it was bad. It wasn't terrible, but you could just tell it was slapped together and um it's hard to go from Marvel who laid down like a 15-year project mm-hmm. and pushed out 20-something movies. And the entire thing is a story mm-hmm. and it's a cohesive story that culminates in everything coming together. Mm-hmm. And then DC's like, nah, we're not doing <laughs> that. You know, we're going to put out a couple movies, but it's basically going to be a bunch of standalone movies. And then we're just going to have one movie where like half of them is in it. And then we'll have everyone else except for like Green Lantern or the Martian Manhunter. Like we don't need them. They're not the Justice League. You know, it's just, yeah. Um, but Snyder cut was good. It was good. It was good. And I mean, he spent, they spent like $30 million extra for him to go and edit. And then he even got some of the actors to come back, like Henry Cavill, like mm-hmm. Gal Gadot. Everyone came back and filled, filmed extra scenes to make it better, you know? So much props to it. And I mean, as someone who loves movies, that's the first time I've ever seen anything like that happen before. Have you ever heard of a movie being. Like, uh, you know, any kind of movie producer being like, hey, we're going to put up $30 million or more. I think it, it ended up being like $60 million for you to redo this movie that we already put out a couple years ago, you know? No, I haven't. It's pretty wild to yeah. think yeah. of. It's pretty wild. And it also just kind of shows um, maybe the power of the fans a little bit, yeah. you know? Like, they're actually kind of listening. And with these superhero with these superhero uh, movies, something you want to see, you know, mm-hmm. and they know they can make millions off of it. So it's, you know, even even a bad DC movie still, they probably spent 200 something million on it, but they still made 100 million off of it no oh, matter yeah. what. So, yeah. I mean, do they really care? No, they're like oh, 60 million and we get we could put this movie out again and make more money off of it. Let's do that. So, no, I will say. I haven't watched the full Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure this movie I'm thinking of. I saw a clip that had the Flash in there. Mm-hmm. He looked terrible. Like I did not like the way the Flash looked in that movie. I much rather mm-hmm. the series. The Me Flash. too. Me too. I, I so wish they could use the Flash that's in the series and the movies because mm-hmm. that was just, that series was so good. Supposedly, I'm hearing rumors where. They might be doing um, kind of a joining of two different Mar- uh, two, two different DC universes where you might actually get both of those flashes and like an old Batman and a, and a young Batman in one movie okay. or one series. They're talking about it. Kind of like the Spider-Verse movie. Kind of like, like-, like the Spider-Verse, but it would just be a little bit different. Okay. So, and I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Yeah, that would be you cool. Know? But I, I'm... I'm someone like I haven't finished like because I, I stopped watching. I caught up to the Flash series when it was on like season four or season five, um, and then like right after that, I was waiting for it, and then I ended up like swapping jobs, and then I just didn't have the time, and then I'm now I'm behind. But I love the series; like it was a good series, and yeah. I really liked the actor. He did a good job of he it. Did a great job. So when they had the movie, and um, I like the actor that they have as Flash. I liked him. He's a uh, he plays a really good role in, in uh, the person being a wallflower. 
which is a great movie. Um, and he, he's just a good actor. But I just didn't. He didn't feel like the right Flash. Maybe a little too young. I don't, I don't know what yeah, he looks really young. From, he, he does. I don't remember young. the full clip, but yeah, he. And the funny thing is, is he's not like he's in his twenties, but yeah. you know he's still relatively. He just looks it, I guess. Um, he didn't do a bad job, but it just didn't feel like the right Flash. I guess you could say. That's like going to Spider Man. I know this is not DC, but Tom Holland. I think. A really good fit for Spider Man. I I think you know he's doing mm-hmm. a really good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. and and the funny thing is, is I didn't mind um, Garfield. Yeah, his Spider Man wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, he's he's also a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they just had. I don't know if he was a diva, you mm-hmm. know, or. There was some conflict. You know, they made two Spider-Man movies, and then I think they just wanted to go in a different direction. Maybe it's because the second Spider-Man movie might not have done as well. Yeah. I don't know. You know? Um, but, I mean, the new Spider-Man is awesome. Obviously. Mm-hmm. They've made several movies with him in it and put him in, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I've heard they're making a new one. It's mm-hmm. supposed to come out relatively soon. I don't know when, but... I heard there's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Spider Universe, like the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have different Spider Mans and all that in there. Yeah, yeah, which, that that would be cool. I'm not I'm not for sure how true that is. I've just heard rumors. I've heard of it, and there's a lot of people pushing for it, even to bring back like the Toby Spider Man. Yeah, and the Garfield Spider Man into like a, a universe, and then yeah. having like a Miles Morales. You know, that would be great. Um, which would be good and. I mean, surprisingly, Into the Spider Verse did really well for an animated. Movie, oh yeah, you did know? wonderful. It was a really good movie yes. too. Like, I'm not trying to take anything from it, but um, great movie, and uh, maybe that's something that they want to just go towards, you know. And it's weird because even the soundtrack was just phenomenal. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Like, yeah. it was great. Great, yeah. oh, great yeah. songs I mean, on there. Post Malone, man. Yeah. <laughs> he, I listened to Post Malone, and uh, I think that soundtrack's probably what got me into him initially, you know? Yeah. The, uh, the Sunflower, you know, yeah, the Sunflower I, song. I listened to that album, and I was like, damn. I was like, I just didn't know how good Post Malone was, you know, because, I mean, look, man, the dude's looks like he's high all the time. <laughs> he's got tattoos all over. And look, I have tattoos. I don't have anything against tattoos. Yeah. But like, dude's got like small tattoos all over his face and just, you know, I never like listened to his music. So I was like, okay, this is just some wannabe rapper guy. Cause I've seen, you know, a hundred of them recently with mumble rap and everything else. And I listened to this song. And I was like, Oh no, this guy's legit. And it turns out, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, turns out he's a really cool dude. You know, yeah. awesome guy makes great music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now one rapper or artist, whatever you want to call him, that I just really loved, and he recently passed away. It was Juice World. Mm-hmm. Juice World. He has to be like my favorite rapper. Oh really? Yeah. And well, when he passed away, I was I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's rough, man. That that lifestyle doesn't cater to longevity. Yeah. Um, it's just like Mac Miller, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen some go in our time, but uh, just young people being yeah. being young and and and, yeah. and uh, living that rock star lifestyle or rap star lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's 
his music was always great. They mm-hmm. never had a song that was bad. And um, I don't know. I, you know, he really put a, put a big effect on a lot of people that, mm-hmm. that loved him. And he always mentioned in the songs how he was going to die, you know, like at an early age. Mm-hmm. And it happened very early. I wonder if he was flirting with death. You know what I'm saying? Like living a... Uh uh, a too carefree lifestyle, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I don't know. Like, I mean, you know him better than I do. Yeah. So, it, so I'm asking you, I guess. Um, I know that his friends would would try to stop him from like mm-hmm. doing his drug, like the drugs he would yeah. do. And I know that he would do them in secret. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't want anybody to see that. But I know he would put it like talking about like drugs and depression and everything that he did in his songs mm-hmm. for everybody to relate. Yeah. And you know, just but that you type just kinda of tell he was struggling. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, he's he was always struggling mm-hmm. and in um you know, he was making a lot of money, but money doesn't always uh, it, it doesn't really make no. the problems no. go away. Not no. if you had problems before the money. Yeah. You know? Um I like to tell people like Money would make me happier simply because I'm happy in every other aspect of my life except for that one thing. Yeah. So, you know, um, what you have is people who are troubled, who who get the money, and all it does is compound their troubles because now it gives them leeway to do whatever they want to do, whether that's drugs or alcohol or, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it's unfortunate, but it's something you see. I won't say all the time, but regular enough to just kind of make you wonder. It's like, damn, you know? And, uh, like, some of his, like, freestyles of him just rapping, mm-hmm. some of them go for, like, hours on end. Like, him just, really? just him just rapping about anything. He'll mm-hmm. look at, like, this table and rap about yeah. the table. He'll rap about the mic, anything. Mm-hmm. Anything, he's gonna rap about it forever. <laughs> it's crazy. That's good, though, man. That means he... he not only was he talented, but he, he worked the craft, oh, I guess yeah. you could say, you know. Uh, some of them, it doesn't seem like they do. Some of the mumble rappers, or I'm not saying he is one. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you think of the bad rappers, it's usually the mumble rappers. And it's usually like, all right, you're just trying to find a hype song mm-hmm. to make a quick buck. And then you don't really have anything of substance. So it's just like, so I don't want to listen to you, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like Lil Uzi Vert, you know, he's mentioning his songs that, He's he do, he doesn't think he's gonna have a long life and mm-hmm. how he thinks he's gonna you know have a short life and probably pass away soon. I forgot what age he he mentioned in one of his songs and just him alone is very controversial because some people think he's a demon and devil worshiper mm-hmm. and all that. Some people feel like he's not. He's just a very controversial rapper and mm-hmm. like just artist in general. I mean, all that sales though, you know, yeah. like. Sometimes you can lean into it, and, and they do because it, it hypes up. Like, uh, what's his name? Um, Lil Nas X, right? Mm. He, um, you know, he made, of course, I'm spacing out again on, on the song, but he made the Cowboy song, right? Or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, people. I My brain is yeah. just not... Uh, I know what your song what you're talking about. I, I yeah. don't remember the I'm name. Gonna, I'm going to... Old Town Road. Yeah, Old Town, Old Town Road. Road, right? Yeah. So he got 
Oh, he got very, very popular very, very quickly on yeah. Old Town Road. And then he came out as being gay, which I don't have an issue with. Yeah, but, me neither. Um, and people got upset, which I'm like, okay, y'all are just being stupid. Like, listen to the context of Old Town Road. Does yeah. It, does it sound like it's, you know, I think a, a lot of it was because a lot of kids fell in love with the song. Mm-hmm. And then their parents were like, oh, my God, he's gay. And the, now, now it's like they looked at the song the way any other person would probably look at him. But, oh, yeah, the innuendo in that song is is pretty heavy handed, you know. But then uh, then he comes out with um, the next song, Montalero or Modest. I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, it's actually not a bad song. But I watched the music video to it, and I was, Montero, right? It's Call Me By Your Name, Montero. Oh, yeah. And it's um, him lap dancing on the devil. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And that's going to piss people off. I mean, we live in the South, very religious. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just step on, like, half the people that live here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't necessarily like it that he's, like, lap, lap dancing the devil, but I recognize the song as being good. It's catchy. You know, there's some some good aspects to it, so I can't really fault him. And look, he's playing into it right now. So, what are you gonna say? Just kind of well, I guess you just let him do. He has fans, and they're gonna keep listening. So, do what you gotta do. Uh, but yeah, man, I listen to music like everybody else. You listen to any other podcasts usually? Um. Not necessarily, but I li- like I watch a lot of uh, you do like, YouTube or, or oh, Twitch. Oh yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube. Okay, okay. yeah, like I like uh, Whistling Diesel. Okay, you know who that is? Mm-hmm, I've heard of him. Okay, and like Mr. Beast, I watch Mr. Beast. Okay, I've heard, I've seen Mr. Beast. I've seen a couple videos at least. Oh yeah, he makes crazy videos. Like he spends so much money on them. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, like jigging with Jordan, I watch him. He's like, he makes fishing videos and oh, okay. and uh, like he dives and like scuba uh, okay. dives. Yeah, and he finds stuff under the water. I like, got you. I've seen some videos of that uh, on TikTok or whatever. Okay, they have people who that's like their whole channel. Like they put on scuba gear and they just go. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. Um. But yeah, it's always fun. But yeah, um, I'm not a huge YouTube. Like I use YouTube, but I just don't go through it very often. Yeah. Not, I'm not gonna say I'm not a video guy because obviously, like I'll sit there for an hour and look at TikTok. You know, it's addicting. Um, but most of the time, if I'm home, either reading or playing video games or cleaning or seeing about my kids or trying to catch up on anime, you know. So it's like to sit there and watch random YouTube videos is just, <laughs> you know, I'm not allowed to focus, I guess, or it's just kind of second. And then like podcasts, it's, well, at work I can listen to them mm-hmm. while I work. And I mean, I'm there all day, so I listen to hours of podcasts. So it's just an easier medium for me, you know. Uh same thing with Twitch. I don't watch Twitch very often. I'll I'll hop in on some friends' feeds or whatever just to give them some viewership, you know, because uh, like I'll watch like someone play Madden or, or something like that. Uh, I play a lot of Call of Duty and, and Destiny, so I'll watch that sometimes also. And then recently, 
on TikTok, and I don't know why. Like, I play Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. but I'm just, it's, I'm a casual, like, I've casually played it since it came out, so like, I'm not hardcore about it, but I'll, oh. I'll play it every day or whatever. And um, I like to watch them open up booster packs of Pokemon cards, right? Mm-hmm. I don't collect Pokemon cards. Now, I will say this. I do have, like, a ton of Magic cards. Like, I play Magic Gathering. Have you heard of it? I think so. Okay. It's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, just more complex. It's been around since the early 90s, I think. And uh, I've probably got, like, eight to 9,000 Magic cards sitting in my closet over there. I used to play a lot. I used to buy a lot. Um, But... So, like, I understand the whole, like, opening a pack is, like, very exciting if you play because it's random and then, you know, you, you're looking for the rare and then you're looking for, like, the mythic rare or whatever. And in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's, they have, like, hollows, reverse hollows, and then they have V-Max. Okay. And, um, so, like, I'll sit there for an hour watching this guy open up Pokemon cards. And I've learned a lot about Pokemon cards just by watching him. <laughs> what's rare what's you know all these different things and, I, and i'm like i don't even play i'm not planning on buying any yeah. it's just fun to watch him open up the booster and he gets hyped up you know super excited and the way he does it is is um people can i forget what it is uh he has information and and they can basically buy buy booster packs through him okay and because he'll go out and he'll buy booster boxes of um not necessarily rare, but maybe maybe like booster packs that aren't currently in circulation. Yeah. So like they're, they're somewhat hard to get a hold of. Well, he'll get them and he'll sell them. And then what he does is he'll open them up on the page and, um, you know, get us all excited. And then he mails them and ships it to them. Okay. So it's pretty cool. That's like Logan Paul. I know he was doing that. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. He, for his boxing match against Floyd Mayweather, he uh-huh. had his Charizard like, as a necklace, as really? a chain, and he yeah. was aware well, of it. Apparently, the Charizard, depending on what series it is and if it's holograph and also what grade it is, it can be a very expensive card. Oh, it was very expensive. Okay. Like, it was top of the notch. I got you. Like, and he just wore it to yeah. the ring yeah. and all that. That's hilarious. Crazy. That's hilarious. I think the guy I watch, I think his name is uh, PokePro21. Okay. On TikTok, and he's on YouTube also, I think. So, listeners, if you're interested in Pokemon cards, check him out. He's he's a cool guy. Um, and I mean, that's that's literally he spends hours, hours doing this stuff. Um, so you know, there's a lot of people that that buy the cards through him, and he'll he'll buy his own packs and open some too, and then he'll do um. I think he's like he's currently working his way up because he has a grade um. A graded Charizard uh, that he sent out, okay, and it's graded like a nine out of ten, which is pretty Ooh, good, yeah. you know. And he, he said once he hits, um, I think it's like two hundred and fifty thousand uh, subscribers, he's gonna give it away to somebody. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's and then, really and then what's really funny is, is like right next to because he has that in the middle of his camera because like the camera you pretty much see his hands and the cards mm-hmm. and that the Charizard is the middle of the background and on each side he has some booster packs of some rare boosters and these are like like maybe the second edition or something oh, like goodness. that um and i'm like i want to see him open those so badly <laughs> and then he had one of the one of the opening up because he calls it ripping chip so like you'll rip the booster pack open show it and then ship it out well um one of the people bought like an expensive booster pack 
and end up getting a Zapdos. Oh. Which, even if you don't pay attention to Pokemon, everyone our age or yeah. around our age knows what a Zapdos is. Mm-hmm. We, you know. Um, and I forget how much the card was worth, but it was like a holographic Zapdos. That's crazy. And he was like, oh my god, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, it was it was fun. You know, it, it's exciting. Um, and there's value in it. There's a lot of value in that, uh, if that's what you're into. You know, no different with football cards, yeah. baseball cards, that, you know? That's like, uh, I play Pokemon Go, too. Mm-hmm. And every time a new legendary drops, if it's one I'm interested in, I'm going to get them. Uh-huh. So, so I'm going to have to add you, is what you're oh, saying. Oh, yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have Mewtwo, I have Groudon, I have literally, I have, nice. a, I have a lot. Nice. I have a lot. I don't know if I have Mewtwo. I have Mew. I don't have Mew. Okay. I, I don't have I have Mew. I have um, a lot. Yeah. Well, once we become good enough friends, I'll trade it to you. I don't I, care. Like, Rayquaza? I have like... Nine or ten. Oh, really? Them. Yeah, I have a lot. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've been playing. Here's here's the thing. So it came out in 2016, and we're in 2021 mm-hmm. for five years, roughly, maybe a little bit more. I can't remember. I think it was 2016 when it came out. And um, I haven't stopped playing since then. I'll take breaks. But when I first started playing, my kids were young. Mm-hmm. You know, they were really young, so I couldn't go out to pokey stops or gyms really very often. So I'd only catch them when I could, but I always catch Pokemon, and that's all I've ever been doing. I've only been to a couple of raids, you know. <laughs> I've never been to high tier raids because I just don't have people to go with, you know. Oh, like right there in Villeplat, I have like a whole group, like, and we can get ten plus people. Yeah. And every time there's a good raid, they're always packed. Like we get oh, wow, everybody okay. in there. That's pretty cool. And yeah. you can, you can do remote raid passes. Yeah, now. I know that. And then also like you can start inviting people via remote raid. Yeah. Because you know how normally, or at least as far as I know, like normally you'd have to be within range of it mm-hmm. to be able to remote it. But like now you can send somebody a request. I could be at home. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I, I was sent a request by one of my buddies while I was at home. And I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, yes, I will help you raid. Yes, let's do this. The, um, but I was gonna say, yeah, I have a friend. He's he was in like in Virginia, mm-hmm. and he, every day he would send me a raise. Like, you want to <laughs> join? I'm like, hell yeah, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, if I can, I, I definitely yeah, will. Yeah. You know? um, one of my buddies. If, if y'all listen to the previous episodes, his name's Sean. He's, he's been on the podcast. He started playing again. And he's been getting into it. Okay. And then my other buddy, Scott, he's like, well, what's that? <laughs> he's <laughs> clueless, you know? Yeah. And so we explained it to him. So, like, he started playing. And, like, the first day he sent us a message. He's like, I hate y'all for, <laughs> for getting me hooked onto this, you know? He's like, I don't have enough Pokeballs. Yeah. I was like... Just keep doing stuff. You'll get them, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been playing for years, so, like, I have plenty of item space and Pokemon space. So, like, I don't really run out of Pokeballs, you know? Um, but it's it's funny to watch them get back into it, you know, five years after the fact. The only time I've ever run out of Pokeballs is for community. Mm-hmm. The last few I've been able to do from my house or, like, I haven't needed to go, like, to a mm-hmm. town to do them. Yeah. So I just rack up like that. I have to make sure I have a good bit before I before oh, the community day. I have way too much. <laughs> like I probably have five hundred Pokeballs oh, right now. Goodness, I don't keep that many on me. <laughs> I have, yeah, I have like almost two hundred Ultra, 
Ultra is the black and yellow? Yeah. Okay, so I have almost 200 black and yellow. Then I have like 250 of the blue and red. And then I'm down to like 80 of the regular Pokeballs. And I, that's because I deleted like 100 of them because I didn't have any more bag space. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to get rid of like anything else, like the Stardust or the potions and stuff because those are, you know, Pokeballs are just way too easy. Mm-hmm. But see, my job, I walk around a lot. So I usually hit the 25K mark a week for yeah. like the walking. So I'm always going to get, I'm always going to get some Pokeballs from that. And I mean, if you do, if you manage to hit Pokestops every day, you're going to get some. If you send gifts, you're going to oh, get yeah, some. Yeah. So it's like, and that's why I told him, I was like, look, you literally just have to do stuff. Like, there's going to come a point where you're going to have too many Pokeballs. Yeah, too much of everything, literally. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So um, I would like to go out and start, start doing some raids, but it's just finding the time, you know? Yeah. I stay busy. So um, between this podcast, my other podcast, my other podcast, well, the other one I'm I'm part of and not, you know, uh, and then editing and then housework and, you know, work through the week. Uh, but it's all good. Have you watched Dragon Ball? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm all caught up on Dragon Ball. So my friends recently got me into Dragon Ball. Like, I went meet with some of my friends, like, up in Monroe and. Yeah, they wanted to watch uh, one of the movies and trying to get me into it, and uh-huh. they were just narrating the whole movie and just made it hilarious. Now, did they start you on Dragon Ball, or did they start you on Dragon Ball Z? Z, I'm okay. Z. Okay. I, they said, really, I don't have to watch Dragon Ball unless I want to. You could. Um, Dragon Ball Z is the one that really got like blew up the Dragon Ball franchise. Yeah. I watched Dragon Ball. I watched all the Dragon Ball from when Goku's a little kid mm-hmm. up until he basically meets Chi Chi and gets married and then that's where Z starts off around there. Um but just for context, because we are a little bit old uh the age difference between us is a little bit over a decade. Um, as I was growing up, the, the Dragon Ball Z episodes were coming out new. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just saying. Yeah. Um, I grew up on Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I'll always be a fan of it. It's a good series, man. Are you still catching up on it? Yeah. Uh, Where are you at? So, pretty much my last episode, I just finished uh, the Cell Saga. Nice. Okay, yeah. so you're... You only have like what one major saga left? Boo yeah, saga? Yeah, Boo Saga. So and I mean, you don't need to watch GT. You can but I've it's, heard that. It's no longer canon. Um yeah. with Dragon Ball Super coming out, they basically were like, GT doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you can watch it. There's some fun stuff in GT. There there is some fun stuff in GT, I'll give it that. But it's just such a waste. Like, you know, if you have the time, watch it. This is kind of the same thing with Dragon Ball. If you have the time, it's good. I mean, you can watch it. It's 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 fun. But stick with Z and then go to Super. Yeah, that's the only thing I would really look forward to in GT is probably Super Saiyan 4. Yeah. That's Super pretty much. Super Saiyan 4 was fun. And Super Saiyan 4 Fusion. Oh, Gogeta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Gogeta. Like, I mean, I yeah. haven't gotten that far in the shows and you, all that. You know it's going to happen, though. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, yeah. I play uh, Dokkan. Oh, okay. Do you play it? I haven't played it. I heard of it, though. The the sixth anniversary just started, like, mm-hmm. two days ago. And I got the new Ultra Instinct Goku. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, Ultra just... Instinct Goku in the anime is awesome. Oh, yeah. So, what I would say is watch Z, then watch Super. And then after that, if you still want more, then go watch GT. 
um, super the the uh, the universe tournament in super the second one you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch it was probably the best Dragon Ball out of all of them oh yeah that's... I'm just gonna go ahead and, in my opinion I'm gonna see this my friends and the game that I play pretty much just ruined most of it for me, but not all of it. Well, you you can still watch it. You'll still get excited, you know. Yeah, like um, when I was watching the Frieza Frieza Saga, that one uh, kind of ruined for myself a little bit because I accidentally skipped over an episode, and I was like, oh, no, because like it uh, it skipped over a part where you know really was really important. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn. <laughs> and then also <laughs> on a PlayStation, I was looking at one of the games and part of the trailer also ruined the yeah. uh, oh, Frieza, yeah. Yeah, Frieza yeah. saga for mm-hmm. me. I'm like, well, yeah. all right then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I used to play Dragon Ball Budokai on PlayStation two. <laughs> for, for everyone listening, I'm that old. I played it on PlayStation 2. It was fun. But, um, yeah, man. Good times. Did you watch any other animes? Um, I've watched. What is it? The, the Blue Exorcist. Okay. I watched season one. I need I love, to watch season two. I love season one. It's yeah. very good. I need to watch season two too. I think the problem is I watched it so long ago, and I mm-hmm. just kept waiting for another one, and they finally released it. But now I'm like neck deep in all other kinds of stuff that I need to finish first. I, I think they made a movie too. Did they really? I, I believe they did. But probably once I'm done with all the Dragon Ball shows, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna go into My Hero Academy. I'm heard, caught up on that right now. I've heard it's, you awesome. Know, it's an awesome show. So I watched the movies too, and the movie was awesome. I heard um, it was really good. It is. It's really good. And I don't know if I've had it spoiled because it's, it's based off of a manga. So, like, the manga is ahead of the anime. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if people spoiled it for me or not, but they got some, some dark stuff going to happen. So, I'm like, bring it on, <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, these seasons right here are definitely building. But this newest season, you're going to see, like, it, it takes a turn. And you're like, wow, you know? I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil nothing. It's all good though. Like, definitely watch that. Um, so I've watched all of Naruto. Okay. At least twice, like Naruto and Shippuden and the movies. Um, Boruto. Um, I'm catching up on, which is like later on. Then there's an anime called Bleach. I've watched all of that. That one's a good one. Um, Tokyo Ghoul. I've heard about that one. I've heard it was it's, good. it's dark, but it's really, really good. I was like, man, I was surprised when I watched that. It's good. Um, My Hero Academy. Demon Slayer is popular right now. Uh, I went and watched the movie in theaters, actually. It was pretty good. Um, been watching that. What else is there? Um, there's, there's several other ones. I watched a lot of anime, though. It's it's fair to say, like, I watched way too much anime, <laughs> probably. But, um, but I watch some TV series, too. It just it just depends. I'll keep up with, like, some Netflix stuff and different things. 
some of my favorite series of like the office courses out there so i think it was last year i finally watched it and i watched all of it i binge watched it oh yes and i was and look it takes it takes a little bit to get into it you know after the first season really yeah yeah because you have to get used to michael yeah like you have to get used to michael and then but it it evolves and it's it's amazing so i watched all of that and then i turned around and i watched all the scrubs okay and i was like okay two great tv shows and then right now i am currently at the end of season eight of big bang theory i love the big bang theory with passion i love it also and but see i've never watched all of it so this is me watching all of it so i'm about to be finished with the eighth season i think there's like three more I think it's 11 or 12 seasons. I, I think it's like 12. I'm not positive. I know they just finished it. Like, they just they just did their last uh, season, so. For me, um, growing up, after school, just, you know, Big Bang Theory play around, like, 6, 7 o'clock yep. every night. Every night, watching it. So, yeah. I've pretty much watched every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, I've seen episodes here and there. Yeah. You know? Um, but... Around the time it got popular, like I don't, I don't even know if I had regular TV to begin with. It's just not wasn't my medium at the time, you know. But uh, TikTok, man, blame TikTok. I just kept seeing a whole bunch of snippets on TikTok, and I was like, I need to watch this, and then I love it. It's awesome. It's a great comedy. Yeah. You know? And if you're a nerd like me, it's it's right up my alley. You know what I'm it's saying? It makes it even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, that's a great show. I'm also watching the anime Fire Force right I've now. heard about that one. Yeah, it's good. I'm on episode 18 or 19. I don't know. I think, I think it, there's two seasons out, and the second season just came out. Okay. So, but I've been watching that slowly because it's mostly I'm, I'm trying to knock out Big Bang <laughs> and be done with it. That way I can be like, all right, cool, and then I can focus on anime. And then they have some other stuff coming out later this year, Netflix and whatnot, that I need to watch. See, like The Witcher... Yeah, that was a really good show mm-hmm. on Netflix. I know they have all. Kind I think of the next season's come out in November. Oh, I don't know, but I've been waiting for forever. And like, I think it's I think it's either November or December. It's the end of the year. I, they 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 released a date, so there's like seven or eight episodes, and I just binge watched it in one day. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, <laughs> well, when I can, which is probably gonna be a while, I want to read the books. The books, yeah. So. And the video game even looks really good. Mm-hmm. The video game looks like a good game. I know they have it for Nintendo Switch. And I'm not sure what else. I think they have it for PlayStation mm-hmm. and Xbox. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they do. I don't know if they have it for like PlayStation 5, if they remastered it, if it's available. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Okay. You can probably still download it like the PlayStation yeah. 4 version. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, so that's one thing I like about a PlayStation Five. You can play a lot of PlayStation Four games on it. So it only took like a decade worth of people being like, "Make it cross compatible, yeah. you idiots!" Just like Call of Duty right now, like you can play with anybody on any platform when you play Call of Duty. Okay, that's I play Rocket League, mm-hmm. and I know you can do cross play. Like mm-hmm. I always see, I always come across PC players. Yeah, and. You would think those PC players are really good, but they're not as good as you would think they would be compared to like Call of Duty and other games. Like from my experience, I would say that Rocket League 
console players are better than the PC players, but that that's from what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. See, I know it's a lot more. Here's the problem. If I could afford it, I'd play all three. I'd play oh, yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. I really would. I used to, but it just costs too much. Like my laptop right here is five, six years old, seven years old. It's out of date. I can't play anything on this. But I try to play like I tried playing all kinds of stuff on here. I uh, I downloaded Elder Scrolls Four. Tried to play it on here. Won't play it. It's too laggy. And that's an old game. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. And like I got a PlayStation Five, I lucked out. I was able to oh, buy one. Yep. Oh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got lucky. I spent two or three months trying to get one. My friend just got one too. Like he got an email saying that he's mm-hmm. been like drawn to. Oh, to see buy that's it. pretty cool. So what I did was is I went on Twitter, and this is from my friend uh, Joe. He wanted one, so his wife Courtney got him one, and. Because he'd work offshore with my other buddy that does the fantasy football podcast with me. Oh, okay. they, they, they work for the same company. They do the same thing. I got you. So he'd go offshore. So, like, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't go get them. So his wife, like, she spent, I don't know how many weeks. And uh, what ended up happening was his Twitter has, like, a, a, a restock feed or whatever. And basically, it'll send out a notification whenever they become available for, like, major chains mm-hmm. so i think i was at work and i got i got a text message so i text checked my text message and then i got a twitter notification and it was like best buy just dropped so i was like oh okay so like i already had it i have like the best buy app i'm already logged in and playstation 5 is mm-hmm. like saved so i clicked on the app clicked on the button and it was like check out <laughs> like check out check, check out, out. <laughs> check out <laughs> out <laughs> i hit it and it froze up i was like fuck so i backed out i hit it again and then it was like all right pay i was like that's crazy Sweet. <laughs> so so i got lucky well you know i i joined that specifically for that notification you know yeah. what i'm saying but i lucked out i was able to get one as soon as it dropped so i was like sweet you know so do you enjoy it do you are you liking the experience oh, oh i love PlayStation 5? i love the playstation 5 i don't have a whole lot of games for it right now but I mean, I'm mostly, I mostly I've been playing a lot of Destiny 2 right now, but uh, I play Call of Duty also. Um, but I like the controller. The controller is a, yeah. a good blend between like the old PlayStation but Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. So like it's thicker, but it has the comfortable feel to it. Yeah, like the PlayStation 4 controllers and like the old mm-hmm. like the PlayStation 3 and whatever else. Yeah, they feel like you can just snap them in half yep. with ease. I just <laughs> yeah, this one's a little bit bulkier. Yeah. Um, it's got a painted grip on it, kind of so like. It's not smooth, and it's funny because the grip is actually um, like the the buttons. It's uh, like triangle X square um, circle. It's a bunch of small though, like small. If you really like, if you put a magnifying glass to the grip, it's all of those just all over, and that's the grip on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm loving it. I mean, I have no regrets. I haven't had any issues with it. It works fine. So you know. Whatever people are saying, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> you know, I enjoy it. So um, I would like to get an Xbox also, but I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't have the time. Once you get older and you have kids and a full-time job, it's just – I used to play games like 8 to 12 hours a day. Oh. You know, I used to, I, was, I was a hardcore game. Yeah. I played WoW for eight years. Oh, goodness. I've got over a year's worth of playing time on World of Warcraft. You know what I'm saying? I used to be like – into it heavily um 
and then my, my lovely wife, she she was studying to be a nurse at the time, so she always had to study. So we'd hang out, but like I'd play and she would study. So mm-hmm. and then all I'd do is go to work, go to work, come home. If I had a day off, that's all I would do all day long. You know? Yeah. Um. But then once you have kids, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so now if I play for like an hour on a weekday, that's pretty good. Yeah. You know? Okay. Now the weekends I'll play. Like I'll stay up later tonight and I'll, I'll play for a little while get four or five hours in on destiny you know kind of scratch the itch but <laughs> um i like playing computer games but my computer can't handle anything so i'm kind of not able to to really play anything you know i got you so because i mean i've got some buddies that play arc okay uh you know um i tried league of legends for a little while it just wasn't my speed you, you saw rust came out for playstation and xbox i think Rust? Yeah. Is it game game rust? Yeah, the game rust. You never heard of it? I feel like I've heard of it. I just can't remember it. What's it about? It's basically a survival game. Uh, oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've, watched, <laughs> I've watched a lot of video games, man. I just don't remember the names. Like, have you ever, have you ever watched, like, Swagger Souls? And, mm-hmm. Well, he, he would make Rust videos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I've probably seen it then. Yeah, probably like so. I said, I'd, I got too much going on up in here. Yeah. <laughs> I point to my head, people. I uh, I mean, I do fantasy football. I read. I'm reading all the time, playing video games, seeing about my kids. Like <laughs> my memory is not uh, amazing, but um, you know, I like to play some of these computer games. I just can't. If I get a good chunk of money, I can go buy me a new, like a good gaming laptop. I would. Uh. <laughs> That's why probably the way to go. I mean. It'd probably be a lot less cheaper than getting a whole new PC and, uh, well, like I and have, the whole setup. I have the setup in there, like, but the tower I have right there is probably like ten years old. It's mm. out of date. This is a, I think like a, a Pentium three processor or some shit like that. You know, like the laptops wasn't meant to be gaming. It, it was basically like, okay, if you need to check your emails and something like that. But I bought it because I needed a laptop at the time. I was like, well, I just need one. So, and then the tower, I got that used. But like the screen and the mouse and everything still works fine. Mm-hmm. But the tower is just too out of date. All it does is want to crash. So eventually I'll buy one. And I like the laptop because like I do the podcast on it. So it's mobile. So I can take this to someone's house and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas a desktop, I want to be able to do that. So like I'd want to get a new laptop first. I would like to get a desktop. And I like desktops because it just depends on what what kind of build you get, but like you can update them easier for a little bit longer than you can laptops. Yeah. You know, so like you can swap out some parts for the newer parts if you want, so you can make it last a little bit longer. But the thing about technology is, no matter what, you're gonna end up buying new eventually. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you buy a computer, you get five years out of it, you're doing pretty good. Because after five years, you're pretty much outdated. Just the way it is. Like with phones nowadays. Yeah. Phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like this is a newer phone. I usually, I usually get a new phone every two years, two three years. You know, once the contract goes up, and it's like, okay, um, I'll get another one. Like my last one, I think it lasted three years. But what was happening was is that there was either a short in the battery or the battery was just messed up. If I use it too much, it overheat and just turn off all the time at work. I don't necessarily work outside, but like I work in an open air shop, mm-hmm. so it's like 
however hot it is outside, it's that hot in the shop. Mm-hmm. And then I work a plasma cutting table, so like oh. I deal with hot metal. So like just checking my phone could make it turn off. <laughs> so like, um, so what happened? I don't know if it was a stimulus or it might have been some of my fantasy football money. Um, after I won, I took it and I was like, I'm going to get a new phone. I'm just, I'm tired of like, it was getting to the point where I couldn't do anything with my phone. And I, I put it in the fridge to make it cool off. People would laugh at me. I'm like, I mean, it's the only way I can get it to work. But if I let it just, it would take hours if I let it just sit there to cool off, you know? It's like, you want to put your, your phone in the fridge every 10 minutes? <laughs> no. no, you know, so I, I finally I broke down. I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend the money and just go pay for it. And I did. And I like the new phone. This is like the Samsung 20 Ultra or I don't know. It's hard to keep up with all that. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to become an old man when it comes to technology. You know, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So I understand all that. Uh are you a basketball guy? Um, I love playing basketball. I don't. I've been keeping up with the finals and stuff. You know, uh, I'm pulling for Phoenix this year. Yeah, <laughs> let everybody know. Um, I love, but I love seeing new teams. I run a uh, a sports debate page on Facebook. Okay. We've got well, five six thousand members. So I try to keep up with all the sports. The thing with basketball is it's just it's hard to keep up because they have a game almost every night. Yeah, and you know, not during, more during than just one, too. Yeah, and more than just one. It's like, I don't have time for that. Like, I have a hard enough time during football season when there's, like, a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. Like, you know how much it sucks staying up till 11 at night to watch those? Because I got to wake up, you know, like right now, I wake up at, like, 4 or something in the morning, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so to do that every night, yeah, it's just too much. So I, I can I can watch basketball, but I just don't have a team. Like I never really latched onto the Pelicans. You know, I'd root for them if I'd be watching them. But um, you know, I, most of my friends they like basketball and yeah. football, and I was never really a big basketball guy. But you know, they would constantly talk about it, and I was like, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna start trying to get into it mm-hmm. some more. And then there's, like, around that time, uh, like, Luka Doncic, he was just yeah. starting out. He was a rookie. I was like, man, I'm, I'm really – He's an exciting yeah, player. I'm, like, I'm really starting to like this dude. And I, like, watching the team itself, I'm like, this is a good team. You know, like, I like the team. And now uh, – He plays for the Timberwolves? Right no, he now? plays for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, the Mavericks. I knew yeah. it was – it was blue. Yeah. <laughs> I was like <clears throat> trying to I was trying to remember. Who plays for for the Timberwolves? Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, okay. um uh Anthony Edwards. Okay. So I know a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh I know enough to know Luca's the new exciting like but I mean he's someone who could literally be like the MVP of the league. Oh yeah, I mean he has that potential, but he still has a lot of work to do. Yeah, like he's still young too. Yeah, yeah. He's um, yeah. working on his defense. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, overall, I mean, his offense—you can't guard him. Like, there's no guarding mm-hmm. him. He, and he's not a fast player, but you can't—you can't speed him up and you mm-hmm. can't slow him down. He's gonna go at his own pace. He's either just gonna go to the rim, get a layup. If he can't, he's going to pass the ball. Somebody's going to be wide open. Mm-hmm. Or he's just going to – okay, his 
he 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 makes three pointers pretty well, but his three point percentage honestly isn't that great. But in the playoffs, his he kind of elevated it though. In the oh playoffs. yeah, I that, looked I looked at his stat lines for the games he played in, and I was like, and he's doing pretty good. Like <laughs> yeah, his his uh, three point percentage I think it was like. 40, I want to say 45%, maybe 44. But it's crazy because his free throw percentage was the same as his three-point percentage, which is terrible. (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah, Yeah, like he was. That's like, what was Shaq's uh, free throw? Was it like 50%? I don't even know. Shaq Shaq has like one of the worst free throws in, in history of the NBA. So I'm surprised that he's not good at free throws. Well, in regular season, he was shooting about eighty like percent or something. In like the seventies, seventies, okay. And the seventies still isn't that good. You no, know, it, it you isn't know. that good. You should be like average would probably be in the eighties, I guess. Your really good free throwers are probably like probably like, higher than that nineties, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it was just crazy to see like he was doing terrible with his free throws, and that really just killed a good bit of the game mm-hmm. and. Well, yeah, you, you you want those points, man. Yeah. I mean, you could you could end up getting ten points a game just off the free throws, you know. Yeah, it's like with Giannis for the Bucks, man, he can't make a free throw to save his life, yeah. and like he takes ten seconds, sometimes more, just to put it up. Yeah, you know? I've seen I've seen videos of yeah. him like sitting there, like trying to get in the zone, and I'm like, yeah. you're spending too much time, bro. Like, no, the, the crowd started doing a countdown, like, dude, one, two, yeah. three, like, it was, and yeah. that doesn't help him, I don't think it, it helps no, him. No, well, no, I think he actually did say that it actually does help Really? Him. Maybe it helps him focus? I don't... Or, like, just get the, to the time. Okay. Yeah. I, that's, I thought, that's what I heard him say, mm-hmm. and that's, that's just crazy, and, like, me and my dad were watching the game a couple nights ago. And he was saying, why, why is the crowd counting? I'm like, because he takes forever. Forever. <laughs> it's like watching a, um, like going to a baseball game and watching the batter like prepare to swing. Mm-hmm. And he'll spend like a minute like swinging the ball, you know, keep looking where, you know, and just, I'm like, just, just, just tell him you're ready and hit the ball. <laughs> like, we don't, you know, you've been doing this your entire life. Why do you need, you know, but some people just need to get in the mode, you know, like they need it to be right and feel comfortable with. And like, I've, I've played a lot of sports. So, well, I say I played a lot of sports. So I did high school. I did middle school, high school football for like six years. Okay. Um, I did baseball when I was younger, but I stopped before like my teens. And then basketball, I played street ball my entire life pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, I played a little bit in high school, but I had to stop uh, for family reasons. So, but the point is, is like I've done a lot of sports. So I understand if you want to play your best, you got to be in the right headspace for it, you know? Yeah. So, and if you're uncomfortable, then you're probably not going to make the shot or throw the ball properly or swing properly. So you need to be comfortable. So look, if it takes him 10 seconds or 10, you know, 10 seconds to, to, to get ready for a free throw, hopefully he'll shoot better than what he is. <laughs> you know, like if the 10 seconds isn't working, then you need to retool what you're doing, you know? Take twenty seconds. I don't care. <laughs> just, um, but it's just, it's so funny that like some some players that's just what they do. You know, I'm a huge Saints fan, and like you can oh, watch yeah, Drew Brees over the years. And look, it's not to say that Drew wasn't talented, but Drew never had the raw talent that like Aaron, like a, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers right? or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. These guys just like it's like they 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 burp 
excellence. You know, Drew Brees was more of a repetition guy. Yeah. But he was someone who would outwork everybody. Oh, yeah. And to make up for the was, talent yeah, that, you know, that he didn't have. Yeah. Or the athleticism. Yeah. Because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, even Tom Brady. I mean, these guys are 6'3, 6'4, 6'5. Drew Brees is like not even six foot. You know, like he'll yeah. say he's six foot, but he's like 5'11. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, he's not a big guy. Well, um, I mean, I mean, as far as quarterbacks are concerned, he, you know? he wasn't that fast either. But look at Russell Wilson. Russell yeah. Wilson was fast, but he's, yeah. well, he doesn't have the height. Yeah, but they've even said it like Drew Brees helped pave the way for Russell. Yeah, Wilson. yeah, yeah. You know, now Russell had 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 the rushing ability. Yeah. You know, it's only now that he's a little bit older where he doesn't rush as more. But his first five six seasons, I mean, he was getting five six hundred yards rushing a season. But look how bad his offensive line has been over the last few years. Like, they've never been good. No, there's they, there's never. Now, now look, you could look up the stats, and maybe they had a, an O line that was maybe middle of the league. But I honestly don't think they've ever broken middle of the league. They've been terrible. They've been awful. Like his he he has an average of forty sacks a season or yeah. more. An average of forty an average, sacks. Yeah. Okay. Now look, the Saints. The thing about the Saints and like Drew Brees. The reason we've maintained one of the best O-lines in the league for well over a decade now is because we spend high draft capital on offensive linemen mm-hmm. every single draft. Yeah, because we had a stationary quarterback. Yep. He was small. Yep. And, and, and like they, you know, take some heels, say whatever you want about him. Uh, he's more of a rushing guy, but having a good O-line just leads to good everything else. It yeah. leads to a good run game. It leads to protecting your quarterback. And Russell Wilson has to sit there, and he getting an average sack of 40 times a season, and he's good at evading sacks. Yeah. That's what's messed up. If he couldn't, if he was just a pure pocket passer, he'd I mean, probably be getting sacked like 60 times a season. Just imagine if he was behind like a – like a Saints offensive line or a Colts offensive yeah. line, even oh, for yeah. like Deshaun Watson, yeah. this man, he was at he had got like sacked over forty times mm-hmm. last year and the year before that, and yeah. it was ridiculous. Even oh, I would love to see Russell Wilson on the Saints. Oh yeah, like you want you want you want to make me die and go to heaven? <laughs> Let me see that happen. But <laughs> but the only reason I wouldn't want Russell Wilson on the Saints is because he's getting up in age and. We'd have to trade. How old is he? 34? Oh, I'm not sure, but I know he's up there. He's in his 30s. I know he's yeah, in he's his in 30s. Because he's been in the league for, what, almost a decade now. Yeah, around there. And, well, he's getting up there in age, and plus, we'd have to give up a lot, a lot. Yeah, see, that's the only drawback. But, so, like, me and Hunter talked about this, is if Aaron Rodgers hit the free market, what would you be willing to pay to have him on the Saints as a Saints fan? I'm giving up a prime defensive player. I'm giving up two first-round picks. Like, why? Because even if I give up all that, Aaron Rodgers comes to the Saints and we're winning the Super Bowl. And there's no question about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You see what I'm saying? So, if I feel the same way about Russell Wilson. Okay, Russell Wilson's 32. Oh, he's 32. So, he probably has another five years left, right? Yeah, yeah. So, now, I agree with the price tag. Now, we'd be having to pay him a lot. 30 million a year at least, probably more, you know, because if he, if he leaves the Seahawks, it's because his contract ended. Mm. And even then, it depends because he might not even leave as a free agent. They might try to red, you know, franchise tag him mm. um, or something like that. And I, mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to pay the two first round pick, picks 
to, for a franchise, you know. Um, I don't think he's going to leave the Seahawks. You know, they no. had some rumors this past season or this past off season about him leaving. And I, I don't think he ever said that he wanted to leave the Seahawks. No, he said he I didn't think, want to. Yeah, he didn't he, plan on it. Yeah, he said he wasn't planning on leaving the Seahawks. But the thing is, is that um, I think he has, I think he has like a no trade clause or something like that. Maybe. I'm not sure. But essentially, like, the no trade clause is basically like if they were to be traded, they would have to approve of the team mm. to be traded or whatever. And he might not even have that. But I think what happened was is he basically told the Seahawks or, like, his agent told the Seahawks, like, look, he's like, if y'all try to trade me, this is what I want. Mm. Otherwise, I don't want to go anywhere, you know? I want to say this. Just about every Saints fan loves Taysom Hill. Mm. Well, I'm a governor. <laughs> no. You're yeah, right. I'm getting right. to my point. You're right. Go ahead. You know, a lot of people who don't really know football the mm-hmm. greatest, um, they think that he has the they, – they think he can be a franchise quarterback, basically. Yeah, I don't know. And he might be too old. To be yeah, well, you get that. I much rather just have him as what he's doing now—a Swiss yeah. Army knife. Yeah. Well, we can't lose. If so, we lose that, then first off, I don't think Taysom's the future. No, right? definitely he's, not. He's a great QB two. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. he's thirty years old. Yeah. Right. So, as a quarterback, he could play for another five, six years probably. But as a gadget player, what, no. two years, maybe three, if you're lucky, because it's just a drop-off in physical skill around that. Now, maybe he's such a beast, and <laughs> he, like I don't want to, I don't want to take away from him because oh, he no. is an electric player for sure. And he's done great for the Saints, yeah, but he's not a great quarterback. No, he's not. Now, is he someone who can game manage? Yeah, and win because he did it last year. He, he did can do that. He did. You know. Um, but, no, he's not someone you want to build your future on. You want someone you can have for the next decade, not for the next five years. Um, Winston's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. 26 years old. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm Winston much, played in the league for, like, six years, and he's still 26 years old. I'd much rather see him as a starter mm-hmm. just to see, like, a lot of people hate on Jameis Winston, you know, simply for the fact that of how many interceptions he would throw. I mean, you, yeah. and you can't go past that. Mm-hmm. But – he did also have what thirty touchdowns, mm-hmm. and he had what uh, he like broke, he broke five thousand yards. I believe. Yeah, yeah. He, well, around well, yeah, around which is which is an accomplishment. Yeah, which way you want to look at it. And so, and then of course, there's the rumors he got LASIK surgery on his eyes, yeah. so he can see better. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was so much of a vision issue as just as a field vision issue, which is and decision making and too. decision. Well, that that's part of field vision because yeah. you know it's. Being able to see what the field is and make decisions off of that. It's not just actually being able to see. You know, some people think, oh, everything was blurry, which maybe it was. I don't know, you know. But there's a difference between just being able to see and then being able to look at the field and understand what's going on. And then, you know, that's stuff you have to do in a second. Yeah. You know, uh, that's why the, you, know, you have quarterback reads, which is what's your first option, your second option, your third option. It's basically the quarterback looking at his first option. Oh, he's open. Let me throw it to him. If mm-hmm. not, it's. How quickly can you move from option one to option two and verify that it's a good throw? Yeah. You know, and then he's, you know, oh, well, the, you see the, the cornerback's way ahead of him. Okay, well, I could throw it on the, you know, throw it, throw it, lob it, and then have it come in front of him. He can catch it, but then you don't, 
notice the safety that's like 10 yards off of them that's going to pop the shit out of them yeah. or intercept the ball. And I think that's where Winston lacks. Um, whereas, I mean, Drew Brees was methodical, but, you know, the last three or four years, erase that from your mind. Before that, Drew Brees is one of the most accurate quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah. That's sure. what everyone said. Everyone, all his peers was like, Drew Brees is literally the most accurate quarterback to ever play the game. And how he was very good at decision making. Mm-hmm. Now he would throw more interceptions than like Aaron Rodgers or Brady. Yeah. But he didn't have a good defense. Yeah, no. You know, his, his prime years, we had some of the worst defenses. Like 2012 was terrible. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, they broke, they broke records for being bad. NFL records yeah. for being bad. And Drew Brees was literally just trying to throw to keep him in games. And and if you throw, the more you throw, the more you're going to get of everything. Yeah. Including interceptions. You know, there's but his efficiencies were still high. They were oh. still elite. But, like, he's going to throw more interceptions because he has to throw more balls. And he also has to take more risks just to keep him in the games, you know. Um, Winston, look, he's in a good position. Uh, the Saints defense is still good. Um our team, she owns. We still have a lot of offensive power. Thomas is still there. Kamara is still there. Um, offensive line is still like one of the best in the leagues. I mean, we have like Ramchek's like a top, like the best tackle in the yeah. league. We just resigned him. We yep. just gave him a new contract, yep. massive he, he, contract. Well, he deserved it. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? If we wouldn't have paid him, I would yeah. have been really mad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we needed to keep. Him. Yeah, for uh, sure. You know, um, so it's just it's a prime place for a quarterback to be. Yeah. So I automatically think he can do better than he ever did in Tampa. The question is, is can he eliminate those bad decisions? I, you know, if you're going to give me 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, I don't want. Yeah. I'd rather have Taysom Hill's 25 touchdowns and four interceptions. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? With a lot of rushing yards. Yeah, with a lot of rushing yards. Um, I think Winston's going to win that job, though. Oh, I yeah. Think, I don't think Taysom's a starter. No, me neither. I don't think he's going to be the starter. Um, we'll see. Maybe he will be. Um, if you listen to Fantasy Ambush, which is my fantasy football podcast, we talk about this some. Um, and um, basically, <coughs> everybody's like, "Well, Taysom, you know, Taysom got the starting job last year when Breeze went down." And I was like, "Yeah, that's true. You're right." But here's what you got to understand: Taysom's been the quarterback too for a while. He knows mm-hmm. the Saints system, so when Breeze went down, he knew more than Winston. Okay, Winston came in last year during COVID. He didn't have off-season training. No. He didn't have – like, he couldn't go through the, the, the routes and everything else with the players because of COVID. They didn't have a preseason. They didn't have a lot of OTAs. Like, so he didn't have the normal time it would take for a player to adjust to a new team, a new system, a new coaching, everything. Winston didn't have that. So was it really fair to say that, like, you know – um he had a fair opportunity to get the starting job from the get-go? No, he didn't. I I think Jameis Winston, like you said, I think he has a way better chance of being better than Tampa. Yes. And learning from Drew Brees and Sean Payton mm-hmm. and even Taysom Hill, you know, just that's, learning And that's the, the thing. He's had time to learn the system. Yeah. It's been a year, so he's actually had the time. He was learning as the season was progressing. Um Learning from Sean Payton, learning what he could from Drew Brees. We'll see what happens. We'll, I don't think it'll be bad. No, he's not going to be terrible. I don't think he'll be as bad as he was with Tampa. Yeah, I tell you that. Um, the question is, is like I said, it's the decision making. You mm-hmm. know, because Taysom, the thing is, is Taysom's ceiling isn't as high as Winston's, oh. but Taysom's floor is higher than Winston's. Mm-hmm. Taysom's bottom dollar, I can trust. 
I know what he's going to give me. Yeah. And I know it's going to be efficient and the ball, it's going to be ball security. It's going to be safe. But if you're down by like two possessions, Taysom's not going to be able to win you that game. No. Most likely. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying I don't trust him to. He's not that kind of player. He's not a boom player. He's a safe player. Winston's a boom player. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather Winston sling the ball in in questionable situations. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see what the Saints do. Obviously, we're going to find out within the next month or so. You know. Now, did you see who we drafted? What do you What did you think of our draft? Because there was two players that I really liked mm-hmm. that we drafted. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, Adebo Samuel. Mm-hmm. I watched his film, and I really think he has the potential to be cornerback too. Mm-hmm. And I also liked our draft pick for Ian Book. The uh, from, quarterback? Yeah, from Notre uh, Dame. Fourth round from quarter, uh, quarterback from Notre Dame? Yes, because yeah. I watched – a lot of Notre Dame over the years mm-hmm. and you know with Ian Book I think he has a lot of potential you know he I know what he can bring to the table yeah and if he learns with if he learns our offense and if Jameis Winston doesn't turn out to be very good and yeah you're hoping he could take a step up yeah and be that guy which I hope so I, you know how much I would love to have a, a franchise quarterback in the fourth round? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like a Dak Prescott type. That's, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, look at Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady was a seventh-round pick. Yeah. He was like 199 overall or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady, essentially the GOAT, you know, yeah. <laughs> was a seventh-round pick. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying Ian Book is like – Well, no, but look, he doesn't have – he doesn't have to be Tom Brady. Yeah. He can be Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you, you know, you laugh, but, I mean, Tannehill on the Titans is a good quarterback. Oh, yeah. People, so, I mean, people joke about Ryan Tannehill, but he, he's actually put up, like, Patrick Mahomes type of numbers if you look at it. Some of his efficiencies, anyway. Yeah. Uh, the difference is is he's on a run first uh, offense. Yeah. And so he's high, he is highly efficient. Mm-hmm. Um. We talk about this on, on the Fantasy and Bush podcast also. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill has a stigma about him because of his time with Miami, mm-hmm. right? But they don't understand that, like, he's so much better with the Titans now. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He has a better line. He has weapons to throw to, uh, you know, and he's showing his skill. He's a top 10 quarterback, in my opinion. You know, top five. I can't say top five. There's too many good quarterbacks. Yeah. He's a top ten guy. Like, he's someone who, who has the skill, who's efficient with the ball, who can win you games also, you know? It's like they, they run a lot of play action, mm-hmm. you know, and having Derrick Henry alone is – Oh, I mean, it's huge great. because yeah. defenses have to respect him. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then that's, that's the thing. I got in a debate with somebody. Actually, I think he was a Titans fan. And, and uh, you know, I told him, I was like, look, Derrick, Derrick Henry is probably the most important player on that offense. I was like, but Ryan Tannehill is the second most important. Like, and you're not making it to the playoffs without Ryan Tannehill. And the whole debate was essentially like, I don't know if he thought I was saying Derrick Henry wasn't like the most valuable player on that team. But I was like, look, Derrick Henry is an amazing player. 
But the Titans don't make it to the Super Bowl with Marcus Mariota. They're not going to do it. Because that's, that's who their quarterback was, right? Yeah. Now he's Marcus Mariota with the <laughs> Raiders. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's somewhere else. Yeah. But the thing was is he was their starter for several yeah. years. And then Ryan Tannehill came in and took that job. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, and see, this is coming off of them making it to the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill, when he played those eight games, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I told him, I was like, look, Ryan Tannehill put up some amazing numbers his eight games that he was with them. I was like, if you project that over a 16-game season, which now it's, it's 17, but over a 16-game season, like, he would have been a top-five quarterback the year before, you know? Yeah, and, I see that. Yeah. As, as I was like, so now he has a full year to do it. And then last year, what did they do? They go and they make the playoffs again. So I was like, so you can't sit here and tell me that Ryan Tannehill isn't an important part of that offense. Without him, they're not making it to the playoffs. No. He threatens the deep ball. He threatens the defense. So they can't stack the box against Henry, you know, like they want to. So, But would the Titans make it to the playoffs without Derrick Henry? I think they could. I think so, I too. definitely think they could. Well, especially now that they added Julio. Yeah. I think it's more possible. But here's the, the thing. It's like they can do it without Derrick Henry, but who's their running back after him is the question. Because if they have a bad run game, then I think they would struggle to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, but if they had a decent run game, uh, who would I grab? I don't, I don't know. Let's just, you know, let's just say, like, let's say they had, like, James Conner or something. Yeah. Someone coming from the Steelers, he's kind of injury prone, but he's still a good player. Yeah. If they had someone like him, oh, I think they could make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the Bills are, like, my second favorite team, Yeah. right? Gotcha. And when they drafted Josh Allen, a lot of people didn't like the idea. Like, they didn't think he was going to be a good quarterback. Yeah. And I was, like, I was excited. That's when I really started to get into the Bills. I was like, man, I want to start watching the games, which you probably wouldn't hear, you know, people being interested yeah, in I the mean, Bills. But uh, So, Bills Mafia, which it, is their fan insane. They're insane. Um. They're not very big, though. They're not. No. They're, they were never, and I say this because I don't really know how, how big their market is, but they were never like a big market team. Yeah, no. You know, they weren't, like the Giants are a big market team. Buffalo's not. The Packers are a big market team. Mm-hmm. You know, these are like the Cowboys who, you know, they're a huge market. They have tons mm-hmm. of fans. Um, the Bills were still fairly large, but not well known, you know, and mm-hmm. some of that comes with just winning. You got to win. To have a, a big fan base. It's just, it is what it is. Um, I liked the Bills. I respected the Bills, but they were always missing, like missing something. Yeah. Their because de- they used to be their defense was always good, but they never had a good quarterback. Their coaches were suspects, and the run game. They had some good runners at some points, but yeah. it was always just like, eh, you know. Now, right now, the Bills, the like the Bills as a team is really good, but I think. The biggest thing that they're missing is a good run game. Mm-hmm. I don't like the run game, to be honest with you. I was really hoping they would have been able to draft like Najee Harris or mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, but Steelers drafted Najee. They needed him too, but now their offensive line is terrible. And yeah, like, Najee will do all right. Yeah, um, I, I think he'll still. At the end of the day, he's still gonna well. get volume. Yeah, um, and the Steelers still have enough weapons to threaten. Somewhat. The question is whether or not Big Ben can throw down the field. Last year he couldn't, which leads me to believe probably not to be able to now. 
but we'll see. I don't. I can't honestly say he won't. Maybe, maybe you know, the argument is as well. He had a Tommy John surgery or whatever. So like they usually say, the first year is not as good, but the second year is better. I don't know how far I believe that. I just don't know. Especially with his age. Yeah, he's he's a tough he's a tough guy. Big Ben will always be known as being one of the toughest quarterbacks to play the game. Mm-hmm. But he's always hurt. <laughs> he's yeah. always hurt. Now he played through the injuries and he yeah. played at a high a high level through those injuries. But like if you can't throw down the field, he needs to retire. If you can't threaten the deep ball, I mean, so much of your game just goes away. And if you don't have a good O line, it'd be one thing if they had a great O line. If they had a great O line, then not having a deep ball wouldn't be that big of an issue. Mm. But their O line's garbage. So if you can't threaten the deep ball and your O line's garbage, you can't run the ball. So so what do you do? You throw five yards down the field, <laughs> which is what they did all year last year. You know. Uh. But anyway, back to the Bills. Sorry. Yeah, I was just saying, like, I was really hoping they would draft the good back. Running, yeah, back. running back. Like, Devin Singletary. He's, he's not bad. He's just not great. He's not. And the, then he's injury prone. Yeah. And then they drafted Zach Moss, I think, last year. He, look, he might be good. He might be. He's had some really good games, and he's a rookie. So I think you need to give it a little bit of time. Yeah, I, We'll the, see. Pro- the problem we'll see. is, is Josh Allen is going to vulture rushing yards and oh, touchdowns, yeah. and and that's one of the biggest issues. Is if Josh Allen gets eight nine rushing touchdowns and six seven hundred rushing yards, the run game from the running backs isn't going to be that good. Yeah. Now their efficiency could be good, right? Mm-hmm. They can still run for four and a half yards, and that's pretty good for a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not going to see high volume. And, I mean, defenses are still going to try to key on a Josh Allen more. But honestly, now that he's taken a step forward with throwing the ball, because the thing about Josh Allen is he's always a mobile quarterback. He always had insane arm strength. You know, he can get it downfield quick and hard. The as accuracy, well as Patrick Mahomes. Yes, as well as anybody. Yeah. But it was always the accuracy was what the issue was. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that was he needed to build up on his accuracy. Some of accuracy, some of it was he just didn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah. He didn't have anybody to throw to. And then what did they do? They got, went out and get Stefan Diggs. Went out and get Cole Beasley. You know? Those were great additions. Like When they yeah. traded for Stefan Diggs, I was like, oh, yeah. they're doing it. Oh, they're, yeah. they're trying. <laughs> that was, a, that was they're, great. That was great. It was a great move. And... Because the thing was, is everyone, we all thought that Diggs could be a wide receiver one. The problem is, is Thielen was just too good. Yeah. You know, so when Diggs started getting, you know, kind of hasty or whatever with the Vikings, um, seeing him go to the Bills and being able to be the number one, I was like, okay, that has a lot of potential. You know, a lot of potential. And come to find out, a lot more potential than most people thought. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so with Cole Beasley, he was a really good addition to the he, team, too. Well, see – I always liked Cole Beasley when he was on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I always looked at him. I was like, that's pretty much like a poor man's Edelman, you know? Yeah. Because it's the same kind of guy. It's a, a small, spunky slot receiver who's not very big, but he's just electric. He makes plays. He gets separation. You know, every route he runs, he's beating those guys <laughs> to get open. And even if it's for four or five yards. Yeah. And the thing is, is that kind of player for a quarterback is just a safety valve. You know, it's Okay. I'm in trouble. Where's Beasley at? Yeah. Bam, just hit him for five yards, you know? Yeah. So, and, like, we'll, we'll get into fantasy in a little while. You know, fantasy football especially. Because I had Cole Beasley last year on my championship team. 
Um, I got you. But I always liked Beasley. I always recognized him as someone who could be like a great slot guy. Yeah. You know. So he he helped out. Diggs obviously he took he helped take Josh Allen to the next level. You know, and some people tried to attribute all the Diggs. I'm like, no, it's it's kind of both. It's like Josh Allen got more comfortable in the NFL and he grew. You know, usually sophomore year or third year quarterbacks take a jump because the speed of the game slows down to them to a point where they're not like rushing rushing around with a chicken with their cut head out, uh, their head cut off. You know, they're they're more comfortable. So it was to me, it was Josh Allen getting more comfortable and digs, and you threw all that together. You sprinkle a little Cole Beasley in there, and now that offense is just high flying. You know, <laughs> now I mean now Josh Allen's a top five quarterback. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> so and I'm hoping he can get him an MVP or a championship soon. Cause, yeah, because you know, uh, in my sports debate group, someone posted a question of like, do you think we'll ever see a rivalry, a rivalry like we did between uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady? That's one of the greatest rivalries in NFL history. Oh you yeah. Know? And and my answer was, the closest I see to it in the league right now is Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. The problem is, is Josh Allen needs to go out and either win a championship or an MVP to make it high level. You know, and it's not to say he isn't there, mm-hmm. but Josh Allen. But see, I'm weird. Like, I'll say Josh Allen has elite level play, but I don't call him elite yet. And the reason I say that is because for a player to be elite to me, they have to have consistency. Yeah. Right. You can't just show me one year of elite play and I'm going to call you elite. You need to do it for like three, four years. Yeah. Right. It took me like six years to call Russell Wilson elite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I was like, I just want to see him do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. And I, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan, but I'm I was there when when Cam Newton had his MVP season, mm-hmm. and the entire time everyone said, "Oh, he's elite," you know. And I'm like, "Nope, he's not elite. He's not elite," and I guarantee you, he won't ever be elite. And sure enough, he never was. His MVP season was his best season. Yeah. But the problem with Cam Newton was is he could never he was never a, a an elite level passer. He was athletic as hell. He could run the ball. Like nobody else. I got a lot of respect for Cam Newton um, as a player, but his arm talent was never there. He was never a great passer, you know, and now it's showing. He got hurt. He ended up with the Patriots. He's never going to be as good as he was with the Panthers. You know, one thing, I'll, like two years ago, mm-hmm. when Cam's career with the Panthers was coming, kind of coming to a close, I was telling like my friends, I was like, you know, I think – I would really like to see Cam Newton with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And they would call me like crazy. I'm like, there's no way. Like, why would you want to see Cam Newton go to the Patriots? I'm like, I don't know. I could just see it. I think it'd be a really good fit. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. I'm like, oh shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. And but then COVID and yeah. him being hurt. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it's injury. I really do. Uh, you know, big injury to his throwing shoulder, big mm-hmm. injury to his leg. Um. I think he just never – he's never 100% after that. Or he was never what he was before that. Yeah, he, he, after those injuries, so, you could tell he was yeah. the same. And, and we'll see. Like, I'm not – you know, I think he's washed, but I'm, I'm going to give him this year. Yeah, I think – Right, I'm going to give him this year. He's in the system. You know, COVID's done with. Like, yeah. he has a full a full offseason and a year with the Patriots. Their defense is coming back. Um, you know, they went out and they draft, uh, drafted, they went out and signed 
Johnu Smith and Matt Henry. Yeah, Matthew Judon for the yeah. defense. Yeah. Um, but they got him some offensive guys to throw to. Yeah. Um, they got uh, Nelson Aguilar. Yep, Nelson Aguilar. And they have so, somebody else. So, I, I want to say so, Kendrick Bourne, maybe. Maybe. I forget. I, I, I know who Kendrick Bourne is, but he's not a great wide receiver. But maybe he could be something, you know. Um, I mean, their run game, we'll see. But I think their defense is probably going to be the number one defense in the league this year. Ooh, that's a that's a good take. That's a good take. Well, uh, listen to the fantasy football podcast, and you'll hear why <laughs> also on there. But but look, they were the number one defense two well, years ago. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, two years ago they were right? dominant. They were dominant. They were just destroying people with their defense. Yeah. Okay. COVID happened. A lot of those guys sat out, mm-hmm. right? And I think it was a mixture of COVID happened and they knew Tom Brady was leaving. So they were just like, we just want a break. <laughs> so, yeah. but here we are. They're all coming back. The Patriots, a team who does not spend draft capital ever, went out and spent the most draft capital <laughs> in NFL history on defensive players. Now, don't get me wrong. They spent some on, on like Hunter Henry and John U. And, but for the most part, almost all their money went to defensive guys. So, you take a number one defense two years removed. COVID kind of gives them a reason for not being that good, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they, they did lose some good defensive players, but they basically got most of them back. Plus, they went out and they signed a bunch of more defensive talent. And Bill Belichick is a defensive coach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for you sure. Know? So, I can most definitely see that defense being number one just overall. You know what I'm saying? So, if they are number one, then Cam Newton has a chance to not have pressure to win games. The run game has a chance to, to get moving. So maybe he can show us something. I, I think this is his last, like, real last chance mm-hmm. to show us that he can still be a starter. But I'm going to say this. The Patriots drafting Mac Jones. I know, but Mac Jones isn't. By the Patriots' own words right now, he's not ready right now. No, right I don't now. think he's ready. Now, could he right be ready now. by midway through the season? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Right, but but them drafting him tells you automatically that their their faith in Cam being able to play for any extent, you know, extended period of time, isn't there. And you got you got to see like they're also doing it for the future because yeah. Cam only got a few years yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not even going to remotely say that. Um, Jones is the next Tom Brady. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, well, I mean, but I'm I'm saying you can't say anybody's gonna be the next time no, right now. <laughs> but I'm saying like he he has the potential of being the next Walmart Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he like well, he him can, being he can be a good quarterback. Him being with the Patriots and Bill Belichick alone yeah. is pretty scary yeah. to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm not saying he's like he has a level of Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, mm-hmm. but I well, mean he got hyped up a lot in the off season. Yeah, but. Where he got drafted kind of showed you how teams really felt about him, right? But he he's like a tear down from Trevor Lawrence and all the other guys, right? Yeah. yeah. Which means he can still be a, very much a starter quarterback. He can still be a good quarterback. You know, you don't have to be a Tom Brady. You you can be a Matt Ryan. Yeah. Right? You could be an early Cam Newton, you know. Um uh, Philip Rivers, or well, no, maybe no. not that high. You know, I don't have Philip Rivers as a, as an elite quarterback, but he's close, right? Yeah. Uh, but but I'm saying, you know, someone who's like a top 15 quarterback, who he might not be the best, but he's good enough to win you games. Mm-hmm. 
and you can work with him. You know, and he could be a franchise guy. Well, him being with the Patriots makes me feel like out of all the quarterbacks in this draft, he could be the most successful, but not the most talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. That's like, a good way to put it. <laughs> I feel okay. Everybody's high on Trevor Lawrence, which is very much understandable. I mean, yeah. just look well, at his college career. And, and, and the funny thing is, is a lot of people don't even think Trevor Lawrence is the most talented. No, personally, right. I think it's just, uh, Justin Fields. Okay, that's who I See, think I like it Justin, is. I like Wilson too, though. Zach Wilson. I look okay. I look at it as was Zach Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones. Right, yeah. those were kind of the top five. Yeah. Okay. I, I look at it as the teams they got drafted by, who they can, who can be the most successful, most successful, and how their talent can work with the teams. Mm-hmm. I think Trevor Lawrence, you know, is if not the first, the second most talented. But being with the Jaguars, they they would have to do a whole lot of working on the team. We need to see some of their wide receivers pan out. Yeah, like right? DJ Chark. Yeah. DJ Chark, yeah. I think he could have a really uh, good year. LaVisca Chanel and DJ yeah. Chark, those are two of the guys we're looking to pan out right now. Yeah. And then ETN might be more of a slot receiver than he might be. Yeah. You know, because that's what they're saying. Because, and look, I think personally the, that the coaching staff – and the GM fucked up. They should have never drafted Travis Etienne. No. They should have never drafted him. Why do you, why do you need him? I mean, they already had James Robinson. Yes. And they had, I think, I want to say um, Carlos Hybrick could be very much wrong. But another uh, good I, running yes, back. Yes. But, but my point is, is, okay, teams look for, for draft lottery, no, like hits, right? Mm-hmm. James Robinson was a lottery ticket. Yeah. He's someone that they drafted in like the seventh round. You have a starting quality running back that you got in the seventh round. Why would you go and in the very next year spend a first round pick on on a running back? I, I guess when, when you need defensive talent, right? Yeah. They need defensive talent bad. I, they they could have upgraded their O line. They could have went out and got another wide receiver to help their star quarterback, mm-hmm. right? And right, no, we're gonna we're gonna double down on ETN. But he can play a running like a wide receiver, you yeah. know, which that's fine. But but he's not. He's and then the funny thing is, is they probably could have got him later on. Oh yeah, you know, I was saying the second round. Did they have a second round pick? I'm pretty sure they did. I think they did. I don't I don't remember. But I mean, they're at the top of the second round anyway, so it's not yeah. like they couldn't have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and when they tra- when they drafted him, he was pretty. Pretty high up in the first round, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, so. So. I, I think so. I forget. But I think they could have gotten him in the second round. Or if oh, yeah. not, they could have traded up into the end of the first round to get him. Yeah, I, uh, but the, the point is, is they shouldn't have drafted him. And, but they did. So you have to you have to make do with what they did, right? Mm-hmm. So they're going to use him as a passing down. That's what they're saying. Oh, he, he runs like a wide receiver. We're going to use him as a passing down running back. So he's going to split time with James Robinson, and that's fine. But I feel like they just made a bad decision. It was a bad decision. You know, I don't quite like uh, Urban Meyer's philosophy right now. You know, but we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. Um, maybe it was just a learning curve for him. You know. Yeah, no, I do want to say one thing. Uh, I'm going to go on to the Bears shaft and Justin Fields. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Justin Fields. I get a lot of hate around here for being an Ohio State fan, 
but I'm a really big Justin Fields guy. And yeah. I think he brings a lot to the table, and his worth ethic mm-hmm. is just insane. I like him. And I think he could really change the culture in a positive way in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they and needed it. They and needed they're, it. they're set up for a quarterback right now. Yeah. Their defense is good. They have a good run game. Their O-line's all right. Yeah. They have good wide receivers. Good wide receivers. You know, and look, even if Andy Dalton is just a stopgap, right? Yeah. But, but look, yeah. he didn't play bad for Dallas yet. No, he, he didn't down, play terrible. Played, he played good. And I honestly think even Andy Dalton right now is better than everyone that they started last year. I really do believe that. He's a better quarterback than anyone they had before. But I think Justin Fields is definitely the future. And I, and I mm-hmm. definitely, you know, I again, I don't like what the coaches were saying in Chicago. Like, we're sticking with Andy Dalton no matter what. You got to yeah. trust the process. Like, no, you fucking, like, r- ridiculous person. Like, if – if Justin Fields is better than Andy Dalton, then you start Justin Fields. Yeah, for sure. Screw Andy Dalton. You're signed up for a one-year deal. Who cares? You know? Like, if you drafted your your future quarterback, just play him. You know? And, and I'm not against the philosophy that, like, you let you let your quarterback learn the game, take his time. Yeah. You know, let Dalton start all this year and let, let Justin Fields learn. I feel that type of way right. about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Jimmy mm-hmm. should start right now. Well, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy should start right it's now. It's and the same thing with Mac Jones. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, Mac Jones is, like, Cam's going to be their guy this year. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think that come midseason, if Cam's stinking it up, they're going to throw Mac Jones in. Yeah. Like, we might as well just – we're not making the playoffs, so let's let, let's let the rookie get some experience, you know? I mean – Now, the – as a coach, you have to be careful because you don't want to break your quarterback's confidence. You know? yeah. That's a key part of it. And that might be a key part of what they want to do with Justin Fields. I don't know. But I'm like you. I like Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I, th- I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence could be a great quarterback. Like, I think all these quarterbacks, you know, Mac Jones, I'm kind of questionable about because I don't know a whole lot about him. But, yeah. like, all these guys have a lot of potential, you know. Um, just like um, – what's his name? Uh, Wilson with the Jets. Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think he has a lot of potential. I think he could potentially be one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. The problem is the team. The Jets. But but look, man. Um, God, I can't even remember the, the their head coach's name. He, Adam Gase. No 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 no. It's not Gase anymore. Oh yeah, that's Gase got they, fired. Yeah, they true. went. They went and they they hired uh, the 49ers old defensive coach. Okay. Uh, Salim. So I think I know I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his I'm name. I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna look it all up. I don't even care. Um, but he he but see okay here's the thing. He is um a very Robert Saleh Saleh yeah okay he's a respected coach throughout the league. Mm-hmm. Great defensive coach, right? He was great. 49ers defense, they've been good, right? Yeah, that was him. Great. Um, so. I think him as a head coach, and we're going to see it. You know, we'll see whether I'm right or wrong. Um, but he has a very high likelihood of turning the Jets around as a team. All right? Yeah. And they went out and they drafted someone like Wilson who can, can be a good quarterback. He has weapons. Mm-hmm. Now, There's a few. Who's their run game, though? Uh, I think Frank Gore is a free agent. 
Yeah, I don't even know who their running back is. They, they drafted one. I know they, they drafted. They one. did draft one. Um, I want to say this. What I think Jets really wasted part of Sam Darnold's career. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Adam Gage ruined him. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think. Look, everywhere Gage has ever gone, he's ruined that team. Yeah. So. I, but I, I do believe Sam Darnold can do really good with the Panthers. But if he doesn't. Then, I mean, he's just, I mean, it is what it, it is. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Panthers are taking, obviously, they like him more than they like Teddy Bridgewater. I don't blame him. He's so, younger, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, I like Teddy. I, look, yeah. Teddy played for the Saints. Yeah. yeah. Teddy's a, a classic guy. He's, yeah. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a great. Teddy was exactly what I thought he'd be, which is a game manager. That's what he is. He can manage the game just fine, but he probably ain't going to win you nothing. Right. Now, he might be the best quarterback on the Broncos. <laughs> you know, um, we will see. Um, but let's see, I'm trying to find who's playing on the Jets. But I really want to know. Let's see. Okay, so Michael Carter, that's the running back. Okay. And he, I think he could do really well. Uh, but they have a, they, they drafted Elijah Moore. That who, is true. Who I think is going to be a great wide receiver. Oh, and yeah. Even all the all the the uh, rumors out of the training camp says is like he's going to be the wide receiver one. He's looking like he's the wide receiver one. And Corey they, Davis. They have Corey there. Davis there. They still have Crowder over there. Yeah, Crowder was pretty good. Uh, Tevin Coleman's one of their other running backs. I don't really. No. I know he's not bad. He's right? not bad. He he was good um, for the for the Falcons at the time. Yeah, yeah. Then they got Keelan Cole, which they got from the Jaguars, and he actually. Did a decent job last year for them. Um, also, Denzel Mims, yeah. the jury's out on him. He could still be good. You know, he was a high draft pick last year, but Adam Gaze kind of ruined that. So we'll see. And then Chris Herndon, the tight end, who also is talented, but was on a terrible team. So honestly, if Wilson's a great quarterback, I could see this offense turn around in a hurry. Because there's a lot of talent on that team. It's just before Robert Saleem came in, Adam Gaze was just awful. Yeah. So um, I think I think Wilson has one of the highest prospects of being one of the best quarterbacks. <laughs> I, I could see that. Yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah. look, Trevor Lawrence is like the kind of the guaranteed like oh gonna yeah happen. he's gonna be good justin fields is like the let's wait and see but probably kind of guy you know i think this this draft class is an exciting draft oh class. yeah there's yeah. a lot of quarterback talent and a lot of wide receiver talent in it a little bit of running back not a lot but uh you know trey sermon and uh you know etn and Najee and um saban Savon? No. Not Savon. Who's the who's the, the rookie running back that just went to the Broncos? I don't know. I think I really do think He it, might be the starter this year. Yeah, but <laughs> that's the okay, funny yeah, thing. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm gonna find out in a second. Oh, let's see. So like Gordon was there, it's um Melvin Gordon Javante Williams. Yeah. Okay. Gordon's still there. Yeah. But they're saying Javante Williams, uh, the beat writer in the Bronx for the for Denver, is saying that uh, Javante Williams would be starting running back there. So we'll see, you know, come regular season if that's true or not. But 
Um, he's one of those running backs that was kind of under the radar, but was really good. Kind of like Michael Carter. Michael okay. Carter is the same one. Well, the Panthers had drafted Oklahoma State running back, mm-hmm. and he he was really good. Yeah, I, f- I forget his name. I heard about him though. But I mean, they still have CMC. So yeah. Like they're gonna run CMC into the ground. I mean, <laughs> well, why wouldn't you though? Like when CMC <laughs> got injured last year, Mike Davis just came out of nowhere and just really stepped up. Yeah, and, yeah, which kind of tapered off, but they kind of changed game plans. It was weird, but but my now Mike Davis is with the Falcons, so is he going to be running back one? Mm-hmm. They, they yeah. don't have anybody else. Yeah, all all their other running backs are, are someone I've never heard of before. Todd Todd Gurley's free but agent, free agent. And I doubt they're going to sign him back. Um, as of right now, he's Mike Davis is the starter. Yeah. So now it's still early. They can still go out and sign somebody. It's you know there's some people available or whatever, but we'll see. No, I want to bring up the Saints tight end situation. Okay. I think Adam Troutman is our future. So you want the full? You want the full detail from my my side of it? Because I agree with you. I I think he could be. I'm not gonna say the next Gronk or Kelsey right now because. We haven't seen that much from him, but yeah. I, man, I'm so glad we got rid of Jerry Cook. Every, <laughs> okay, so most Saints fans are glad we got rid of Jerry Cook. Which oh yeah, Jerry Cook's like 34 or something like that. Like he's over. You don't need to be on the team. He don't need to be on the team. Okay, after he had fumbleitis that led to a playoff loss, nobody nobody on the Saints likes him. Um, another something you can hear on Fantasy Ambush podcast because we talk about Troutman in our tight end rankings, and I actually have him ranked pretty high in fantasy football. Um, here's the thing. The Saints went out and they got rid of Cook. They got rid of Josh Hill. Yeah, okay, that is now, true. Josh Hill was never much of a receiving tight end, but he was a very good blocker blocking tight end. Yeah. And now some of it's cash, uh, you know, cap space casualty, but they were the one and two tight ends on the team. Mm-hmm. After them, there was really nobody. Right? There was Troutman. After yeah. them was traveling. Yeah. So they got rid of two veteran tight ends, and the only guy that's left is Troutman. Yeah. And Sean Payton likes to utilize his tight end as a receiver. He always has. Mm-hmm. Look at Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was look, look at um amazing. Shockey before that. Jimmy yeah, Shockey. Shockey. Um, okay, Sean Payton likes using tight ends in the passing game. And Troutman is <laughs> the only tight end they have. Now they could go out maybe – they signed somebody, or we did. We, we drafted someone, or we picked somebody up. We picked up a Broncos tight end. Okay, I forgot his name. One of their old tight ends, though. I don't it's think not Noah fan. No, it's not that. Noah fan. I think it was Jake Butt, but I okay could I, be wrong. I don't remember I, his name. Yeah, I forget his name too. But but look, it, the, the point is, is there's really nobody, no other tight end on the oh, team. Yeah, no. And here's the thing: they they went out and they traded a bunch of their back end picks that year. To move up into the fourth round to, and grab to draft him. Yeah. It was like four picks to, yeah. to grab him. You know? So I think I agree with you. I think he's the guy. I think he's gonna be relevant on that offense. Now how much we'll see. Uh okay, Griffin. Garrett Griffin. Yeah. I don't know why I said Jake, but No, that's cool. But, but I mean he's the only one else that's rostered, so it's just um I think Troutman has a lot of upside. Oh yeah, for so sure. So even for fantasy football, a lot of upside. See, I don't have him on my on my fantasy team, but I was like, okay, I might have to pick but him up in redraft leagues because you're in a redraft league, right? Every yeah. year y'all redraft. I mean, 
if you're playing with a bunch of Saints fans, he might not make it. But, like, there's some redraft leagues where he's not even being drafted. Yeah. So, like, you can grab him in the 13th, 14th, 15th round. I really don't have a lot of people I play with that are Saints fans. Okay. And to be honest with you, I've never really had any Saints players on my team because they always take them before I do. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the ones you want to take are high profile. Oh, like yeah. Michael like, Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I was really wanting to draft Alvin Kamara this year. And Y'all do random draft draft picks? Like, we, like we, whatever pick you have? Yeah, we randomized okay. the order this year. Did you do it yet? Like, do you know what pick you're gonna have this year yet? Or oh, they... we already we already did a full draft. Oh, y'all did the full draft. What, yeah. what pick did you pick? I up? had like number five. You need Kamara at five? No, he was taking it like two or three. Okay, that makes sense though. Who or, did you grab? I got Derrick Henry. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, that uh, he was, that's a good pick. I mean, <laughs> you can't argue was, it. No, he was the best option, so, and I mean, drafting a running back is your best option with your first yeah, pick. Your first round, yeah, especially. Uh, a top tier running back. Oh you know, yeah. A lot of people are cautious with Henry because eventually the brakes are gonna fall off on him. He's old. He's getting old as for a running back. Yeah. He's not old actually, but you know, there's only so long you can do like 350 rushes <laughs> a year. Yeah. And, and you know, the, it breaks usually when they when a running back turns 28 with that kind of workload, that's when they start to decline. But so far for the last two years, they said he was gonna decline. He had 2,000 all-purpose yards last year. Yeah. No, I think he had 2,000 rushing yards last year. So, yep, I mean, like, yep, he did. can you – why wouldn't you draft him in yeah. the top five? It's uh, kind of like until he shows me he's going to decline, like, I don't mind getting burned because, like, the potential's there. Like, he can be a number one running back easily. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to get into fantasy football. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We're back from break. A little AFK to wet our whistles and drain our, our bladders and whatnot. Um, kind of touched on fantasy football. I know we talked a little bit off air, but uh, you've been playing, what, three years, you said? Yeah, it's going to be my third year. Uh, my team last year was just absolutely amazing. It was a, a god squad, I guess you could call it. Yeah, you had – let's just go over the list for, for the listeners. Uh, Josh Allen, at quarterback. Yeah, I picked him off – picked him up off of waiver wires. Yeah, now it's, it's an 18 league, uh, yeah. folks, yeah. so – Adjust your uh, your your thought. Yeah. Um, but even for an A team, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I think. You know, I, I really wanted to do more than eight, but I'm gonna just go over my team. So yeah, I had Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and then at my running backs, I had CMC, Dalvin Cook, Melvin Gordon, and then I had Miles Sanders towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Then my wide receivers, I had Tyreek Hill, Adam Thielen, I had Juju, yeah. uh, I had Travis Kelsey as my tight end, mm-hmm. and my defenses were all over the place, to be honest with you. I was constantly switching defenses. I couldn't yeah. find a good one. Yeah. Like, I had the whole entire NFC West, no, East at one point. <laughs> it was bad. It was yeah. bad. I originally, yeah. I had originally drafted the Cowboys, and that was a huge mistake. And then I just kind of went all over the place from there. Mm-hmm. And then I also picked up Robbie Anderson mm-hmm. off of waiver wires, and that was a really good pickup. Yeah, I use him as my flex most most weeks. Yeah, yeah. And see, and the thing about your team is it's probably weakest at wide receiver. 
if you look at all the other positions comparatively. But you still had Tyreek, which is top five. Yeah. And the thing is, is Adam Thielen had a 14-touchdown season last year. Mm-hmm. So he was basically a wide receiver on one last yeah. year. So you ended up panning out. And, you know, and then Rob, Robbie Anderson had a good year last year. It was he kind did. of a breakout year for him, really. Yeah. Um, but great for a flex position. But mm-hmm. when you have those guys, but then you have Dallin Cook and CMC who are top three running backs, two of the top three running backs basically, or top four really, two top five quarterbacks, top tight end. Like, yeah. I'm surprised if you want to have one. You know what I'm saying? Man. <laughs> a lot of games. I only lost one game last year, but everyone else in the league just decided to team up on me, which, yeah. you know. Yeah, there was collusion, and um, I don't approve of it, but it wasn't a money league. No, so, it wasn't a money league. You know, it was a just-for-fun league. And I would call that shit out next time and be like, no. Yeah, we're not but, doing that. But, um, man, that's that's an amazing squad. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Like, my team did not look like that at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. Did not. Trades. Trading Trades. is important. And waiver wire pickups. Yeah. Very yeah, important, well, too. Constantly staying active on the waiver wire. Yeah. Every week I, swing, I swap out somebody. Every week. Guarantee it. Every day I would look at, like, <laughs> Who's available, and I'd be like, who's the best to put in this week, this week, and yeah. this week? You know, yeah. every every day well, I would look at it. And the thing is, is in an eight team, like you have a lot of flexibility. Oh yeah. When it comes to waiver wire, you know, twelve team is not like I run. I don't have any ten teams left. It's all twelve teams or more. You see, I've and got, I want to do something like that. Let's see, I've got three twelve team leagues, and I have a sixteen team league. And that's a keeper league. Okay. So, and the way keeper leagues work is uh, dynasty, you keep like all your players. Yeah. Where keeper leagues, you only keep a certain amount of players. Yeah, you choose then, how many. Yeah. So this one's like a six keeper league. So okay. you keep your top six, everyone else goes back into the player pool. And then the way we would do it is, is we have, um, we have a draft of just that player pool. And then after the NFL draft, we have a rookie draft. So, you draft that player pool at whatever draft picks you have. Mm-hmm. And then for the rookie draft, you go back to that player pool, the player pool draft picks that you had. Like, let's say round one. Let's say round one, I drafted a seventh-round player. Let's just say, like, it was Adam Troutman, right? Well, in the rookie draft, I could swap Troutman out for a rookie. Okay. That's how it works. So I give up Troutman, but I get this rookie. And then that's how you do the entire draft. And then we play with that. So, so the it was just like the NFL with the like the worst team gets the top pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. oh well, that's fair. Yep. That's and it's in a sixteen team league, so there's not a whole lot. Of, there's not a big bench. Yeah, no. You know, so you're constantly trying to build the best six players you can, but then you also want draft capital because even if you have the best six players you can, without that extra draft capital, you're not going to win because you need to fill out all those other roster positions. Mm-hmm. So and we have, I think it's like a, it's one QB, but you got a running back spot, two wide receiver spots, but then you have like three flex spots, and the three flex spots can be, it's two of them are like wide receiver, running back, and then one of them's a wide receiver, tight end, and then you have a tight end spots. So, you know, there's a lot of there's what, Let's see. One, two, three, four. It's like six spots plus quarterback plus tight end. So, you know, you want to fill those in. So I have a question for you. Last year when Taysom 
became the starter when mm-hmm. Drew Brees went down. Did anyone who picked them up? Because I know somebody did to put them as their flex because he was mm-hmm. still oh, classified oh, um, as a quarterback. I know in my ESPN league, someone most certainly played mm-hmm. him as a tight end and won that week. Well, I would imagine. So because of it. So, um, you know, but that's a matter of whatever app you're using. It's whatever rules they do. Like this year, Taysom is going to be a, like he's going to be as a quarterback. Now, if Winston wins the job, then you could probably see him be eligible for the tight end spot again or a flex position, you know. It's just hard because he plays everything. So it's kind of hard to to gauge, you know. There was one week last season where I was losing to my opponent. It was bad. Like I was prepared to law like to lose. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Tyreek Hill went absolutely bonkers had against like the yards. Yeah, against the Buccaneers. 12, Twelve interceptions, two touchdowns. He, he yeah. had over fifty points that yeah. week. Yep. That's when I got back into the game, but I was still prepared to to lose. Yeah, yeah you were ready for defeat. Man. Yeah, I was. I really caught up though, yeah. Yeah. and then. You know, um, that night it was, I think it was like the Eagles versus the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I was, I didn't have many points from Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles went for a two point conversion at the very end of the game and they gave it to Miles Sanders. <laughs> and I won it because nice, of that. Because of that? Yeah. So, he was, my opponent was pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, well, I had something kind of like that, but it was with Robert Woods. Oh, yeah. So, and like Robert Woods is one of these wide receivers who are just constantly undervalued. Because mm-hmm. he's been a top 20 wide receiver fantasy wise for the last three years. Oh, yeah. But he never gets drafted that way, ever. And he was, I was playing him as my flex. So, uh, as I was telling you off air, in this league, I started out 0 5. I made a bunch of big moves, traded Chris Carson for Josh Allen, traded Julio Jones for Miles uh, Gaskins. Um, Picked, I picked, um, I had Calvin Ridley, but I think I picked up, um, I don't think it was Justin Jefferson, but I had Robert Woods, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, um, Dalvin Cook, and then I got Josh Allen. So, like, I went from 0 and 5, and I finished the season at 7 and 6. But the division I was in, because the way our playoffs run is, is you have uh, three person division, four three person divisions. You win your division, you make it to the playoffs. And then there's two wild cards. So the top two out of the people who don't make win their division get into the playoffs. Well, I ended up beating the guy in my division out to take division lead to <laughs> make the playoffs. And it was because of Robert Woods. Because Robert Woods went off and had a 28-point game oh, I remember on a that Monday game. night. Yeah. Well, he had three of those that year. And I won both of those – two of those games I won because of Robert Woods going off for 20-something points. Yeah, those games so, – whoever had Robert Woods those weeks, I remember yeah. them winning because of him. Yeah, and see, Robert Woods is great. Like, he's a great fantasy option, but nobody ever drafts him at his value. So I'm always telling people, like – Start Robert Woods. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you should because you know, yeah, you, you might get a couple single digit games from him, but normally he's like a 15 point guy, like he's gonna get you double digits. But if he goes off, it's 25, 26 points, mm-hmm. and you're gonna win your week because of that, you know. So, uh, those are always fun though. I remember one year, um, how I can't remember, I can't remember his name. He's a famous Colts kicker. Oh, um, Adam, uh, uh, Vinatieri. Adam Vinatieri. Yeah, Adam Vinatieri. Right, yeah. Yeah. Adam Vinatieri. 
So I started him one year, and he won me two games because he, he, he scored 19 points in each one of those games oh my as, a kicker, as a kicker. And That's I ended crazy. Up winning those games, and my opponent was pissed because he was like, "What the fuck, you know?" Because yeah. he's like, "Your kicker beat me." Because all I had left was my kicker, and I was down by like fifteen points. <laughs> so he was like, "Man, oh yeah, I'm gonna win," and all this other stuff. And then like, military just goes off for nineteen points. That's, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter how how much I'm winning by or how much I'm losing by. I'll never say it's over until it's over. Right. Cause you just don't know. Now, if you're down by a hundred points, you're probably not gonna win. Oh, but, well, yeah. But um, you know, if I'm down by like thirty and I got, let's say, like a, a running back or wide receiver left, then it's possible. You know what if, I'm saying? If I'm down by like thirty and still got two players left, now, I'm feeling confident. Yeah, if you have two players and you're like, okay, it's still possible. I can still win. You know, unless those two kick players are like your defense and your kicker, and then you're just like, yeah, probably not gonna win. Yeah. But then. Two years ago, you had the Patriots defense scoring 30 points, yeah. 30 fantasy points. Mm-hmm. So you just don't know, you know. Um, but just don't give up. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> you know, and then don't get cocky either because mm-hmm. I've been up by 60 points and then lost, you know, because yeah. they had three players left and all three of those players went off, you know. <laughs> That's what happened to me when Tyree Kill went off. Like, I was down by 70, 80. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he closed that won. gap real quick. Yeah. <laughs> He did really well. And that's yeah. like with Kyler Murray, there was one week, the only game I lost, Kyler Murray was going off. It was against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. He had almost 40 points, and I was like a hair away from winning that yeah, game. Yeah. Man. Oh, I've had some of those, man. Um, Like, we we changed, like, because the league I've been in for eight years, like, we've changed the rules a couple times because we, we used to always have ties. Because mm. we wouldn't have, like, you didn't have decimal points, you know? Yeah. Um, we used to not have decimal points, so it was always just rounded up to the nearest one. Well, we there would be weeks where we would just tie, and it was just a tie game. And it's like, this is bullshit. Either you win or you lose. Yeah. There shouldn't be any ties in fantasy football. No. So my buddy, um, he changed it to decimal, decimal points. And I remember I won a game by like a point zero one decimal percent because of a one yard. You yeah, know? that's happened a couple of times yeah. in our leagues too. Yeah, and it's crazy because it's just so upsetting. But I mean, it's exciting for you, but it's just upsetting yeah. for the other person. Like, imagine losing by like a point zero one percent. Like, just <laughs> well, you see, last year one of my friends was going up against my one of my other friends, and um, the Panthers kicker, he had like he had kicked it and he made it, and then. I don't know what happened, but his points got taken away. So the night after that, the points were taken away, and a friend lost. Mm-hmm. He was not happy. Stack corrections. I've lost due to stack corrections. Yeah. But see, that's that's one thing that you have to learn as a fantasy football player is like don't if if you if you won by a small margin, wait a couple of days <laughs> because yeah. they do have stack corrections now by like Monday Tuesday. You'll know whether or not you won. Mm-hmm. Like, t- well, I say Tuesday because, like, if you have a Monday night game, everything by Tuesday morning it should be fixed, or like Tuesday during the day it should be fixed. Mm-hmm. But I've had I've had some where it told me I won, and then the next day I lost, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" And that's the kind of thing that would like kick me out the playoffs. You know, it's just something stupid like that. So, 
which I mean, it's not like it's unfair, but it's just it's like damn. you know, it sucks when you told you were told initially that you won, and then come to find out you didn't win, and you're just like, this sucks. Like I can't imagine that happening in the championship. Like with a lot oh, of that'd be, that'd be awful. Um, it depends. I know some some leagues they have a two week championship. Mm-hmm. So like the last two weeks, and you have to just score the most points for those combined two weeks. Both my money leagues is just one week though. I like okay. one week better to be honest. But that's with our playoff system is I think it's two week like two yeah. games. Mm-hmm. Man, Alvin Kamara. Just, <laughs> Alvin Kamara and his he ruined, six touchdowns. He ruined my chances of winning. He <sighs> he destroyed me. I, it was such a bittersweet moment. It's like, yeah, oh my you're, god, you're a Saints fan. Yeah, so like, like, you're like, because he almost he tied the record. Yeah, yeah, he, he almost beat it, but he tied the record. They gave Taysom one. Yeah, like a like, like a jackass. But. I was like, this is awesome, but stop scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I'm trying to win. Yeah. My buddy Hunter that does the fantasy football podcast with me, he won. Because of Alvin, he had Alvin Kamara in the yeah. playoffs, and he won because of it. Yeah, so I lost because of it. <laughs> he's a huge Saints fan, so he was just to the moon excited, you living know? it up. Oh, what? He was <laughs> so excited. So yeah, I was excited because like I wasn't, I, lo- I already lost the playoffs at that point. So I was just, I was just happy to be, you know, to see Alvin, you know, get a major accomplishment. Yeah, you know? and. That's like I was watching the game with uh, my dad and my mom, and I was like, no, like I was, I was gonna, I was just like, really, like calm down, and no, I can't. They were like, why you don't want him to score more more touchdowns? Because I'm losing. <laughs> you don't understand fantasy football, yeah. you know. Like I'm happy, but I'm sad because yeah. I'm losing. Yeah. But I'm happy he's getting yeah. it. And that's the problem with fantasy football, man. Like you'll cheer for the most like random ass shit. In the world, yeah. You know? <laughs> Or, uh, like, my buddy Hunter hates when whenever he has to play against, like, the Saints and Fantasy or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, because it's like, so I need I need Alvin Kamara to do good so we can win the game, but but not too good so I can win my Fantasy yeah. Championship, you know? Um, That's exactly which, how you know, it is. Ultimately, no matter what, we want the Saints to win. But, yeah, like, I got money right on this Fantasy League. Yeah. I'm trying to win here. <laughs> like, know? when it comes down to it, I want my Saints to win. Yeah. But... Yeah, my my yeah. franchise, my fantasy yeah, team matters yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and we're all highly competitive, so oh, you yeah, know, yeah, we're talking shit all season. Oh long. yes, we have we have a a, a trophy, you know. I want to do a trophy yeah. this year, or like, yeah. Well, if you, like I said, if you if you expand the league or whatever, you can. They have trophies. Um, you can get like individual rings made in I saw that. So there's all kinds of stuff you can do. Um. I like the trophy though. Like he bought a, a trophy and it just had like a bunch of uh, rectangular like little plaques on the bottom on all four sides. Okay. So whenever someone's win, he he just sends off the little metal tag to get engraved with their name and their fantasy team in the year. Okay. He he's won like the last two years, but he's won like three championships in the last four years. <laughs> yeah, he's been killing it. But it, he he always he would always end up with like really good running backs towards the end of the mm-hmm. year, and then just put him over the top. Speaking of good running backs, yeah. David Montgomery towards the end of the year, really yeah. good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Second half of the year, he just went off, right? Yeah. Um, now some people were saying week schedule, which it was a week schedule, but he still had the ability to take advantage of it. But here's the other thing. One, as I said earlier in this podcast, 
I think Andy Dalton is still better than than Mitchell Trubisky and any other quarterback that they had there last year, right? So if there's a better quarterback, it means the passing game is stronger, which means defenses can't stack the box like they would normally like to. So that's a, a positive in David Montgomery's cap. The second thing is, is uh, supposedly Tariq Cohen still not 100% from his injury, mm, so he might yeah. not be ready week one. So that means he's not going to chip into David Montgomery's catches. The other thing is, is coach the coaches straight up said we want to get him the ball more. So I don't blame people for for being wary because of his week schedule towards the end of the back half of last year. Mm. But everything <clears throat> looks like he's going to get a lot of, a bigger workload. His coaches are confident in him, so we're going to see. Yeah. So if I'm drafting him in fantasy, I want to draft him as an RB two, and Ideally, I'd like to get him in like the third round. Okay. Third. Second round would be fine, but this is 12th team. Okay? Yeah. Um, but if I could get him in the third round, I'd be ecstatic with that because it's very possible he could be a top five running back. He was a top five running back last year in fantasy. Yeah. That's how good he did, right? So he, if you can get him in the third round and he has top five potential, that's a great value. Oh, for sure. And you want that all day, every day, especially at RB2. That's a steal. Yeah. If you have Derrick Henry and then your second running back is David Montgomery, you won those two positions. Like, you don't have to worry about running back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe just a bench player and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll get someone yeah. for bye weeks. But the yeah. point is, is you're starting both of those all year long. Every week. Yeah. 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 You're not going to sit them unless there's a bye week. So... I like David Montgomery, and I think that team, even let's say, even if Andy, if if, if Justin Fields starts, well, all that tells me is Justin Fields is better than Andy Dalton at that point, and that still helps David Montgomery out. Yeah. So any which way you want to look at it, David Montgomery is going to come out. He has good. some upside. He has upside. Yeah. You know, now can he be consistent from what he did last year? That's the question, mm-hmm. and that's why he's not drafted in the first two rounds. You know, but he's still going to be a top. The thing is, is if, if he's not top five, he'll still be a top 20. You know, so so if you get him in the third round, you're getting him at top 20 value, which means you're breaking even, which isn't bad. But his upside could be round one. Yeah. So that's where you win. See what I'm saying? So to me, it's a it's you're not really you're not really betting on. Him. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter what, if you get him in the third round, you're winning. Yeah. So it's a it's a no brainer. So. I think Zeke yeah. is going to have a really good year this year. I agree. I think people, 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 everyone's prisoners of the moment, right? Especially yeah. in fantasy football league. It's like, what can you do for me right now? Mm-hmm. Well, look, Zeke's a little bit older, but he's still like 26, 27. He's not that old. Um, But he got hurt last year. Yeah. But his quarterback went down. Yeah. And, and, they were, and they were playing with a guard. And their O line wasn't as good last year. They were injured. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't see a world where Zeke's gonna come back and not be better than what he was last year. Now, is he gonna be prime young Zeke? Maybe not. But I still think he'll be better than last year. And he was oh, still yeah. pretty good last year when he was playing healthy. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, with Dak coming back, that's a big that's a yeah. big part of him oh, doing yeah. well. well. There's just too many weapons there, man. Yeah. Like, CD like they're going to throw a lot, but they're going to run the ball also. Like, Zeke's yeah. going to get his opportunities. And the thing is, is when Dak's there, Zeke gets 50 catches. And when oh, a running yeah. back gets 50 catches, they're already in that top 20 range, especially mm-hmm. someone like Zeke. 
So like CD Lamb, Gallup, Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper, even their tight ends. Yeah, like, they have a tight end coming back because he was injured last that's year. What, Blake, that's what I'm Blake saying. Darwin. Yeah, I think his name Blake is. Blake Darwin. But yeah, and uh, they have another one though. But and both of them were, were kind of yeah, good. Yeah, but the point is, is defenses can't stack the box against Zeke. Yeah, because if they stack the box against Zeke, they're gonna get burnt by CD Lamb or Gallup or 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 uh, Amari. You know, so. I think I think Zeke's could be a good fantasy option, and I'm surprised he's falling so much. But the way drafts are shaking out right now, if I can get Zeke in the second round, that's a win. Oh, that's a big win. Yeah, you know, even if I take him at like the 12th spot in the first round, I still feel like that's good value. You know, so yeah. Are you? So you have this one league. Why don't you join more than one league, bro? I, I want to. You want to? You I just really can't do. find them? Or? I can't. Well, the one that I already made, or well, that I'm in, in right now, uh-huh. um, that's for all my friends. But we want to make a second one okay. for just for money league because one of our participants in our league now won't be able to do yeah. the money league because yeah, yeah, yeah. he uh, he won't be here for that. Yeah, he won't be able to manage his team yeah. properly. He so. still wanted to be in one, but he didn't want to do money since he won't be able to manage it. But we do plan on making a money league, but I wouldn't mind joining another league that isn't with them. Yeah. yeah, I would, yeah. I would, actually, I really want to. I want to – Yeah. Like, well, with people I don't really know, that would be cool. Like I said, I'll get you in into, like, my Facebook groups and stuff. And you can find someone there. Yeah. They have money and free play. Um, if I get a spot open in one of my leagues, I'll send you an invite. That'd be great. If not, see my 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 podcast league is already full. But if someone drops out next year, I can get you in on there. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. So now that's a free league. But Hunter, my my buddy, who's my partner in the fantasy podcast, he's putting up the money for a, a trophy. So okay. whoever wins will get a trophy for winning that league. So, so when y'all draft, do y'all like do like a y'all? It's a redraft league. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. for a fantasy podcast, it's a redraft league. It's a half point PPR twelve team league. We don't have kickers though. Y'all don't have kickers. Nope. Never got I rid of kickers. Know, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's oh. a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of fantasy leagues that got rid of kickers. Okay. Because it's just not a consistent position. Yeah. You know. I mean, Ho Koo went off last oh, year. Oh, he yeah. did. So, so did Justin Tucker. Yeah. And there's a couple other of them, you know. But like, besides for that, it's just such a yeah, it's a random position. So, so I I like I like kicker positions because I feel like I could win in that position. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I've won games because of that position. So, I like it. But I don't blame people for getting rid of it, and I don't care if we don't have it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's a redraft league. So every year we'll start over. And if someone doesn't join, I can get you in right there. Do y'all do the drafts like in person or in a call? Y'all just do it on. Like- um, normally you just do it on the app. And for that, probably, but that's only because all the people in it are from all over America. Oh, you know? okay. And, and yeah. I think the point is to try to get some of our listeners in. I got you. You know, now I wouldn't mind starting like a second league if, if enough people wanted. I'd, I'd run more than one. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and part of that is, is to have it coincide with the podcast. So we'll run that league and we'll comment on that league in the podcast and we'll talk about it. You know, So technically, everyone who isn't me or Hunter in that league has a league up on us. 
because they're going to know our draft strategy. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm still going to beat them. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm being confident, obviously. But um, a lot of the people we we got in the league this year, I know I've played fantasy with a lot of them, and they're all some savages. So give yourself a year. You can get cranked up. But they're all good. So it will be interesting for sure. Um, if not, I have other leagues where people usually – bail out i can get you in get you started money leagues you just have to be careful if you don't know the people yeah that's what i'm so wary of that's why if, i don't really got to join yeah, yeah if you have to get in try to get in with someone you know uh you know like if if my if one of my money leagues loses a player i'll, I'll, I'll try to get you in if i can um if not if you're gonna go with people you don't know make sure they use like league safe Okay, and League Safe is basically just an intermediary between the person who started the league and the and the teams. Now they're going to take a certain percentage of the winnings, right? It's operational cost, which is not a lot. It's like two percent or some shit like that. But what happens is, is let's say it's someone trying to scam you, then you can tell League Safe like you're getting scammed, and they'll refund you your money. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And they have programs like that throughout various apps. So I'm just saying, if you, it's not that you can't join people in money leagues that you don't know, but make sure there's an intermediary in between to where if they try to screw you over, you can just back out. Yeah. And get your money back. Okay. So. I'm definitely. For future reference, if not, if I hear of any money leagues, I'll let you know. That'd be great. Yeah. And, but I'm waiting, Louisiana. We're about to get um gambling stuff. Oh, so like Fanduel and DraftKings. I I drafted Fanduel, and I you know I thought the law passed. It did pass, but but it takes a while for it to actually to go through to go through. Okay. So, but I think we should have it this year. Okay. So it's still early. You know the season hasn't started yet. Yeah. But that's another thing you can do. You can do Fanduel, which is like daily stuff. DraftKings is daily stuff. Um. I, you know I I downloaded Fanduel and. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have it. I have yeah. I have both of them, and but I couldn't last. But see, I checked like two months ago, and mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't use it at that point because Louisiana was still blocked out. Yeah. But what I'm thinking of doing is, but see here. Well, here's the thing: is because statewide, they they went by parishes. So like my parish passed it, but another parish didn't. So that is true. I don't know how it works. So they might not have the whole state able to do it you know what i'm saying yeah but worst comes to worst i'll call those fuckers and be like <laughs> hey i can legally do this please yeah. let me do this you know um that's like there's a a betting app that we can do um uh, let me look at it real quick it's uh fox bet like the super six mm-hmm. oh i do it every week like yeah. every time football like for football season and um basketball like for whatever i'll bet i I mean it don't matter what it is yeah yeah yeah. that's like with college i don't like betting on college though on college uh football well college is hard because it's just too much and it's so unpredictable like you could get a a school like ul that'll go up against some really big school and then they just end up beating them yep and you could have a hundred dollars in the game, and you just lose it right then and there. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's true, man. Um, it sucks. But I mean, you you UL is really on the come up, 
as a college team. Or do you keep up with college? Somewhat. Somewhat. It's hard. I, it's kind of like you said. Like I, I love watching good college games. They're exciting. They're fun. And then I, I like to know like the up and coming talent. You know, there's no question about that. Like LSU. I'm more of a UL fan personally, but I mean, yeah, I, I obviously go for LSU. But man, like my wife Mary, she graduated from UL, so <laughs> you know I, I like to root for the Raging Cajuns. Yeah. Um, but I do like to watch them. The, the, the problem, like you said, is like sometimes you just have these games where you know you'll have Alabama play some you know terrible you know minor division team and blow them out 70 to nothing and it's just like that's not exciting yeah there's nothing fun about that yeah you know but like if if alabama plays lsu you know yeah it's big that's, market yeah type it's a of, big market game yeah. you know the games like that or like ohio state playing lsu or alabama or whoever you know mm-hmm. it's just huge it's just huge games those are fun those are exciting but there's a lot of games and there's a lot of bad games. So it's just kind of, you know, you have to pick and choose what you're going to watch. And then my, my thing is, is, I mean, I'm a father, obviously yeah. I'm a husband. I have stuff I have to do. So like, I can't dedicate my entire weekend to football. So yeah, I got you. Normally Saturdays are for getting things done. Sundays are for football. Yeah. <laughs> and this is kind of how it has to be. So in that aspect, it's hard to keep up with college because it's like I got stuff I got to get done around the house mm. or vehicles or the, the grass. Or I got to go help my mom out. Or, so it's like Saturdays when I do that because even everyone knows come football season, Sunday, I'm watching football. Oh, yeah, me too. That's it. 100%. That's it. Like, That's all I'm doing do today. If you <laughs> want to come visit with me, you come to my house while I'm watching football and we'll visit. Oh, yeah. I'm watching football. Like, I'm not leaving my house if the game's on. That's what I'm saying. Unless the game's on where I'm going. See, yeah. <laughs> usually that's how it is. Um, but I tell people that all the time. It's just, uh, you know, like <laughs> football season's for me. <laughs> yeah. That's my time of year. Um, I want to get back to fantasy football. Let's do it. Let's talk um, about whatever you want to talk about. Justin Herbert. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Continue. He had a phenomenal year last year with the team that he had, which was not a bad team. His mm-hmm. offensive line did need some help. And Austin Eckler was injured for most of the year. I think he did deserve rookie of the year, but I also think, you know, Justin Jefferson did deserve it too. It was, it was neck to neck. Yeah. And what, where would you draft Justin Herbert? If you had the option, like what round would you pick him right up? now? Right um, now. Okay. So let's say it's a 12 team, one QB league, right? Redraft. Um, eighth, ninth round, maybe 10th round. Okay. And, and I say that because, but see, I'm not one to just spend high draft picks on quarterbacks in a one QB league. Yeah. That's a redraft, right? There's just no point. Yeah. Like, I don't mind spending a fifth or sixth round pick on Dak Prescott because uh, he's a top five guy. Like, he's someone who's probably going to throw over 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, have some rushing touchdowns, rushing yards. You know, Justin Hebert. He was amazing last year for a rookie, but it's for a rookie. Mm. You know, fantasy-wise, he had some good games, but not quite top top level yet. And sometimes you do have a sophomore slump at the quarterback position. That That is true. So um, I, w- I would rather have him as 
my QB two, my, QB my two? second quarterback. Like, yeah, I'm drafting him as a backup quarterback for bye weeks. That's respectable. And, and no, it is. Yeah. And honestly, I, it depends on who my quarterback is. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Now I would draft him as a QB one in the tenth round or eleventh round if the value at other positions called for it. You mm-hmm. know. Um. I think he could be a QB twelve, uh, a top twelve quarterback for fantasy, right? Which means he he can be a starting quarterback week to week. I definitely think he's that, but I also think there's a possibility where he falls outside the top twelve, where he's more in the fifteen, you know, top fifteen range, top sixteen range. Um, so like, don't spin an arm in a league for him, you know, because at that point you can stream quarterbacks week to week and get the same kind of value. Yeah, you know. So why, why why would you pay that in the fifth round or the sixth round? I'd rather have David Montgomery in the fourth, you know, or Robert Woods in the sixth or seventh. Yeah. At those positions, you know what I'm saying? Because quarterbacks just so stacked in a one QB league. That's redraft. Now dynasty's different, you know. I'm drafting Justin Hebert a lot higher in a like a dynasty startup league because he's young. <laughs> What about uh, Matthew Stafford? What do you think about him and being traded to the Rams? Um, his value went up. Oh, for sure. That's what I believe. I too. think he's a potential top five quarterback. I think I have that's him a, ranked in my top ten. That's a bold take in fantasy football. Yeah, we talk about it in my in my fantasy football <laughs> podcast. Look, man, he there's nothing against Galladay. There's nothing against Marvin Jones, but. The coaching was terrible. Oh, yeah. 100%. The line wasn't that great. The no. defense wasn't that great. Um, Galladay's good. Marvin Jones is an average wide receiver. And he's getting old. And he's getting old. And he traded all that in for Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson. Uh, they have a, another good uh, tight end. Like Tyler Higby. But Tyler Higby. I would say he's a downgrade from – TJ Hawkinson yeah, recently. But that might be a wash though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. hard to say. Uh because Higby's so far down the food chain. Yeah. And he had um, a, he had a bad year last yes. year, but years before then he was he was yeah. pretty good. But here's but here's the difference. Their coach is amazing. Oh yeah. For sure, yeah. Sean McVay. Sean McVay is an amazing coach. Oh. Way yeah. better than anything Matthew Stafford has ever had before. And Matthew and Sean McVay had to tamper down his offense because golf couldn't run it. See what I'm saying? So Matthew Stafford can throw the deep ball. He's Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than golf ever was. That's just a fact. And golf wasn't bad for the Rams, but there's just some things golf couldn't do. Stafford can do everything. And I think Sean McVay is gonna take full advantage of that. So I think the Rams are going to pass the ball a lot this year. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Why would you go out and grab Stafford who can throw the deep ball and not utilize it? So I think you're going to see a lot of deep balls. I think you're going to see Robert Woods going off. Like Robert Woods' value went up this year. Cooper Cup's value went up. Stafford's value is going up. Even Cam Akers' value is going to go up because def- defenses can't key on key in on the running back. They're not going to be able to because Stafford's going to keep them keep – you know, making sure they watch him. Yeah. So I I ideally would would like to draft Stafford in the eighth or ninth round, but his value could justify you drafting him in the fifth round or the sixth round, really. You know, uh, I'm very high on him. I'm very high on Matthew Stafford this year. I like 
I like the uh, Rams running back core. Mm-hmm. Have a nice running back core. Oh, I mean, Cam Akers is the hype man, but Daryl Henderson was doing it last year before oh, yeah. he got hurt. But them together, if either one of those goes down, the other one's value goes up. So You see, I picked up Henderson for a couple weeks because mm-hmm. I was having issues with my running backs. In a lot of leagues, you can draft Henderson in the 10th round. Oh, yeah, easily. Round, easily. But I'm taking that value all day because if Cam Akers gets hurt, Henderson becomes a top 20 running back. Mm-hmm. Now he might get hurt too, but until he does, I'm capitalizing on 15 points a game, you know, because yeah. he can catch the ball. Cam Akers is more of a, a brute rusher, but he can also catch the ball, but they're, they're going to split time. Like I, I don't think it's going to be only Cam Akers that's going to be good. You know, I think it's going to be like a 60, 40 split probably. And then that's with them sharing a lot of the work with Matthew Stafford, you know? I would say Matthew Stafford definitely has to be one of the toughest quarterbacks I've ever witnessed. He's he's a tough guy. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent, but his situation has just never been conducive to winning. You know, the Lions just couldn't get it together. Oh. And then they, they just – continuously screwed themselves over. I don't like their GM. They haven't had good coaches. Um, you know, they've had Stafford to build on for years, and they just could never get it done. And it's not that he hasn't been good, but it's just that division's been tough, man. Oh, yeah. The Bears, the Vikings, the, the Packers, like, all those teams have been strong at some point in the last decade. And meanwhile, the Lions have always just kind of been the laughing stock. And – a lot of it's bad drafting. A lot of it's bad coaching, you know? And then what do they do? They're like, oh, well, we're going to get rid of Stafford. We're going to get rid of Galladay. We're going to get rid of Marvin Jones. They got rid of, um, what, that cornerback that played for him that was really good. I forget his name. But he was like a top five cornerback, and they let him walk. They don't want to pay him, you know? Or it's, I say top five. I say like a top ten cornerback, you know? Um but the point is, is like they had these key pieces to build on, and they just can never capitalize on it. It's oh. always just a bad team. And then now look at them. They're worse. They're a lot worse. <laughs> and they don't even have yeah. any draft capital. You see what I'm saying? Like, they're in such a bad position. I feel terrible for Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Terrible. Oh, yeah. His career was oh, wasted. Career, I mean, he's amazing. He's, yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's going to be sure. a Hall of Famer. But, but, like, you're right. Like, he'll never, he was never able to win a championship. I'm just going to do it. It's probably one of the reasons he retired. Because he retired early by, yeah. by a lot of people's standards. Now, some to say maybe it was just, you know, concussions or he was tired. His body was just wearing down. Who knows? But he retired earlier than he needed to. I know he didn't want to leave. And I heard that he did want to go to the Packers. Mm-hmm. But the Lions just, they were not no, having it. They, they weren't which I can't blame them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You're, not, you're, not, you're not giving your division rivals the best like player, one of the best yeah. wide receivers in the game. You know yeah, what I'm saying? yeah. Um, that's like saying the Falcons would have traded Julio Jones to the Saints. You yeah, know, it's just not, not happening. I don't think it's something you're going to see happen. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but uh, I really like Stafford. I think he's he's shooting for a top five finish. I think we're going to see it if he stays. If he plays all season long, I can see top ten. I'd say top 10. He, if he plays all season long, he's going to have 5,500 yards passing. He'll probably have 40 touchdowns. Now, interceptions, 10, 12, maybe. 
But I could see it. I could see that. Why, his receiving group's too good, man. And then they have Reynolds, too, as yeah. their third. I think their third Josh option. Josh Reynolds, yeah. Josh Reynolds. But it's Sean McVay, man. Yeah. And he's been playing with a handicapped coach, uh, quarterback, basically. And their defense is, I mean, amazing. That's like, what I'm saying. Aaron Donald, so, like, Jalen Ramsey. So, like, doesn't have to worry. I mean, the only, that's, the only argument you can make is that the defense is going to keep him out of situations where Matthew Stafford has to throw more than necessary. Oh, yeah. So I could maybe say, okay, maybe not 5,500 yards. Let's say 52 or 5,100 yards. I think he's breaking 5,000 this year. With that extra game, with 17 games, I think he's going to break 5,000 this year. So. Oh. They got, a lot of, they got a lot of tough people to play in their division, though, man. Oh, yeah. The 49ers? Oh, no, yeah. the 49ers. No, the, the, oh, yeah, the 49ers. I'm sorry, I was still the stuck on the NFC North. The Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, you know? Seahawks. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Like Chandler Jones every and single, J.J. Watt. Every single team in that division could make the playoffs. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. The Cardinals so, almost made it. Like, there's going to probably be some games where Stafford's going to have to pass to win, I'm sure. But they have a tough schedule, man. But I think that I think the Rams – like, look, I, I'm, I'm forever going to say the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl until they don't, right? <laughs> but if I had to pick a second NFC team, I have the Rams winning it all. Because they're the best all-around team. I'm going to say this. I think this might sound ridiculous, but I think the Seahawks are the worst team coming out of their division. Yeah, no, they are. Their defense isn't what it used to be. And their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, and their offensive line is terrible. But you can't take away from Russell Wilson – DK Metcalf. I think I think Russell Wilson can get him in yeah. the playoffs, but because of that division, the way it's set up, because of the teams in that division, they're definitely the the worst team in that division. They're still a good team, but yeah, not not yeah. not the best. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Sure. Russell Wilson Russell Wilson's the reason that that team stays competitive. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now maybe second year Pete Carroll's gonna get that defense a little bit better off. That's possible. But the defense wasn't good last year. No, with that record, you know. And then the Forty Nineers. I mean, they just they lost their starting quarterback and they lost some key defensive players. So yeah. Know. And the Forty Nineers defense is nothing to joke around with. Oh my oh, gosh, a strong defense, man. Their defensive uh, line alone is crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see with Stafford, but I, he's still. Very young, and if he doesn't get hurt, the, the he's had a five thousand yard season before, so you can't say he can't do it, especially in a seventeen game season. You know that that trade with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff uh, literally came out of nowhere. Yeah, nowhere. Well, you're right. I knew the Rams were trying to offload Goff. I never thought. I never once considered that it'd be for Stafford. Just being honest, you know, mm-hmm. but the Lions just decide to implode. Like we're just going to start from scratch, and that's what they're doing. And golf's still relatively young, and he's a serviceable. He's he's a serviceable really quarterback. Young, yeah, yeah. Like he he's a game managing quarterback, you know. So he's someone that you could put in and say, okay, we can build around golf. He's not going to win us games, but he'll probably not lose us games either. So it's a stepping stone. He did get to the so, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he didn't score in the yeah. Super Bowl. And then, and then they have you know DeAndre Swift and they yeah. have Hawkinson. So they have some young talent there, but they got to they got to rebump their O line. They drafted Panay Sewell. 
Yeah, they got to rebump their defense. They got what wide receivers do they have? They're, everybody's excited about a no-name wide receiver, like just because he happens to be the guy that they drafted. You know, uh, they drafted Jeffrey Akuda a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. well, either last year or the year before. And you know, I think he can be a really good corner for them, but. He doesn't really get a lot of attention because he plays with the Lions. Like yeah. nobody talks about the Lions. Yeah. Well, I mean, also you could be a great cornerback, but if the rest of the defense is shit, then like, it doesn't really so much you can do. I mean, it matters, but yeah. nobody. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it, it doesn't lead to winning. You know. Yeah. What I'm saying? That's yeah. the problem. It takes more than one one position. Um. But what sucks is the Lions only have like four positions out of a a fifty three man roster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, which, I'm not going to talk too much. They have some serviceable players, but they need some more playmakers. They need some more some more guys. So they're in a rebuild. They're going to be rebuilding for the next four or five years probably. You know what I'm saying? So where would you rank TJ Hawkinson and your tight ends? And See, what, I, what, what round would you draft them in? Okay, so Hawkinson, I'm trying to draft – in the fifth round, if, fifth I, round? if I want him. Okay. That's the highest I'm going to go. And even then, let's say let's say Robert Woods is available in the fifth round, I'd rather pick Robert Woods. But if I, if I want to lock down the tight end position and I want to get a top five tight end, I'll go for Hawkinson. I forget what I have him ranked in my actual rankings. Um, I think he's definitely top five. I think I might have had him at a four, maybe. Okay. I think I have him at four, and I think Mark Andrews is at five. So I got Kelsey, Waller at second, Kittle at third, Hawkinson at fourth, Andrews at fifth. Now, since the Falcons drafted Kyle Pitts, Hayden Hurst's draft value just, I would imagine, went straight through the floor. Yeah, it went straight through the floor. Like, not even draft-worthy. Yeah, well, even last year he wasn't that great. Yeah, no, he That's wasn't. That's the thing. So even when he was the number one, he wasn't. Wasn't he? Wasn't top five? Wasn't anything to talk about? That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I mean, if you want, if you want to draft him as a backup to Pitts, I really, I don't feel like the bench spot is worth it. Yeah. Um. And there's just so much difference, you know, like because me and Hunter kind of disagreed on this. He thinks that he could potentially see some work, and I'm sitting here going like, I, don't, I think he'll be. On, I think the Falcons are going to run some two tight end sets. Oh yeah, and he'll get some work, you know. But I think it's the Kyle Pitts show. Oh, and for sure. You're not spending a first round pick on Kyle Pitts at what was it like fifth overall? Fourth, fourth, fourth or fifth, fourth or something fifth like overall. that. I think it was fifth overall. Maybe might have been fourth, and not play him. Yeah, that'd be you crazy. Like, and the only reason people aren't more hyped up on him is because. Statistically speaking, most tight ends their first year in fantasy football aren't that great. Aren't that great. Now, there's a couple exceptions, but for the most part, it just doesn't happen. But if there's a perfect situation for a tight end to be good, it's Kyle, it's Kyle Pitts. Pitts' position. Okay, you have Calvin Ridley, and then the next best receiving option on that team is Russell Gage. Mm-hmm. And Russell Gage was very boomer bust last year. Mm-hmm. He had some good games. He had some bad games. The point is, is... When Julio Jones left, that vacated a hundred something targets. Yeah, it's got to go to somebody. I would definitely. Okay, Todd Gurley left. Now Mike Davis is going to get some receiving work, but 
maybe not as much as Tiger. We'll see. You know. I definitely so, say Kyle Pitts is the number two option. I know. think so. Kyle. If, if, I mean, if 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 I'm Matt Ryan, if I'm that coaching staff, that's who I'm looking at. Now, we have to wait and see. You know, training camp's happening, preseason. Let's see what Kyle Pitts is because maybe he's not ready yet. We yeah. don't know, but he's such a beast. You know, to me, because in my dynasty league, I'm probably going to draft him. Mm-hmm. Right? No, he's on my team. Yeah, and he's <laughs> on your team. Yeah. And in most leagues, if I could find him in the later rounds, I'm going to – if I'm going to stream quarterback uh, tight ends, I mean, I'm going after him. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you try to take the upside? Because, first off, teams don't spend the number five pick in a draft on somebody they're not going to play. Exactly. Yeah. They're just not going to do it. And then – it's Matt Ryan and the Falcons, and their defense still isn't that great. No. So they're going to throw the ball a lot. So Matt Ryan's probably going to throw the ball 650 times, and <laughs> yeah. somebody has to get all those targets. Now, Kyler Ridley could get 200 targets, and that would still leave 350 targets for everybody else. And you're going to tell me Kyle Pitts isn't going to see at least 100 of those? Mm-hmm. I think Kyle Pitts might see 130 of those. You know what I'm saying? Now, I want to get on to the Matt Ryan. I feel like a lot of people – of saying that his career is coming to an end and that the Falcons should have drafted, like, uh, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy they didn't draft Justin Fields because I, I love Justin Fields. I wouldn't want to see him play for the Falcons. But I definitely do see why people are saying they needed to draft the quarterback, but I still think Matt Ryan still has some in the tank. He's he's definitely on the decline. Yeah, okay? oh, yeah. There's no question about that. He's not as good as he used to be. He's not as efficient as he used to be. But I think he still has a couple years in him. I agree with that. Um, do they need to draft a quarterback? Probably. Or at least pick up a – I don't know who their backup is, to be honest with you. Probably some somebody I'd recognize, but who isn't really good. Um, so, I mean – did they need to grab a quarterback this year? No, I don't. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You know, either. I think getting Pitts was a better move. I think you know, going after O line or running back or defense would be a better move than getting a quarterback. Now, go grab somebody in an uh, undrafted free agency if you really want. Yeah. You know, pick up a backup in the league somewhere. Somewhere, Tyrod Taylor, if you have to, Andy Dalton when the Bears eventually let him go next year. Jameis Winston, when the Saints might if, – if he don't start this year, there's no reason for the Saints to keep him, to be honest. I'd rather get rid of him. You know, so, I mean, in the next couple of years, they definitely need to look at quarterback. Now, whether or not they draft one, it just depends, you know. If – I think – you know who Bo Nix is, right? He mm-hmm. plays for Auburn. He's going to be interesting to watch if he declares for the draft next year. Now, I don't know who would draft him, but I would say if the Falcons don't do too good, maybe. Depends what their, maybe. their record is. Yeah. yeah. But, but I could definitely see it, you know, and a lot of that just depends on how, how good is Matt Ryan this year. Yeah. Because he's been declining. So the question but he's is still good. He's, he's still, still good. He's still good enough to play. So yeah. the question is, is what round can you get the guy in? You know, because if you spend a first round pick on a, on a quarterback, you're gonna piss off your starting quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you even if it's not a first round, let's say it's a third round pick. Like let's say you you pull off what the Packers did, you know, and go draft a fucking quarterback in the third round. 
No, Ito. that was the first round. It was, oh, he was a first round. Yeah, we Jordan Love. To, yeah, Jordan Love. Yeah. First round pick, right? P- pissed off Aaron Rodgers, and now we're, we're waiting to see whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play, you know? Yeah. Um, And that was the GM and, and Aaron Rodgers button heads. And the GM's like, I'm going to do what I want. I'm the GM. So but I look at it as I look at it as I think Matt Ryan wouldn't be as upset because he knows you know his career is coming to the end. Yeah, I mean pro- probably not. And and at the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah. So if your team drafts a first round quarterback, well then you just got to beat them, right? Yeah. And that's all there is to it. That's like with Jimmy G. I mm-hmm. mean, well, uh, here, here's the thing, and, and Jimmy G was very high class about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean him, him and um, what's the quarterback's name? Trey Lance. Trey Lance. They uh, you know, Jimmy G was one of the first ones to welcome Trey Lance to the team mm-hmm. to get him situated to work with him. Well, that's you know, important. You know? it, it is important, and and I think there's something you know, you have some quarterbacks who who they're not there to mentor somebody. Yeah. Right. And you have some quarterbacks who are who will. Teach somebody, and I think that the, the ultimate philosophy is, is you know, when you talk to these positional players, they'll talk about the quarterback room or the running back room or the wide receiver room. You know, well, the quarterback room, it's great if you're the first. You know, there, there's a comp, it's a competition, right? I mean, you have these guys who were good at their their college, you know, whatever colleges to play at, they were the starters, they were the guy, and now they're competing for a starting spot. So, and they're competitors. So there's going to be animosity there. But at the end of the day, even if you're the starting quarterback, you want the guy backing you up to be as good as possible. Why? Because you want to win Yeah. At, at whatever cost. You know, obviously I'm a Saints fan, but the Saints have one of the best locker rooms and organizations in the league. Players like to play for the Saints. Of course. Right? Yeah. All the players but- that have ever played for them, Love the locker room. What? Go ahead. I was gonna say. Well, I did notice. Jared Cook said something. He made a remark about the Saints. I forgot exactly what he said, but pretty much he made it seem like he didn't appreciate Saints. Mm-hmm. And then, like a week or so later, Janoris Jenkins released a statement saying that the Saints was the best organization he's ever played for. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely do think, you know, we're the, one of the best organizations to play for, but players like Jerry Cook. Jerry like, Cook was butthurt. Is that yeah. He was butthurt. He knew he was but, going out the door whenever he fumbled yeah, all that. Yeah. Every, everyone else, Benjamin Watson, Reggie Bush. Even, I mean, Jimmy Graham talked some shit, but even Jimmy Graham said it was a good locker room. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you can tell when a player is being butthurt, but when like, almost all the players that play for an organization are like, man, this locker room is a great so organization is great. You take that at face value, right? Yeah. But the, the thing is, is, you have these quarterback rooms, and um, there's a podcast uh, called Fourth and Forever with Mark Sanchez. Okay. Okay. You know who Mark Sanchez is. Yeah. We all know who Mark Sanchez is, Mr. Buck Fumble himself. <laughs> but look, he talks about it. You know, he talks because he talks about leaving the Jets and, and going play for the Bears, you know, for the Eagles. And talking about, you know, these, these quarterback rooms and how important it is to help each other out, you know, and for everyone to be up to speed. Because even though you want to be the starter, your number one concern is winning. Mm-hmm. So you need everyone to be 
be up to speed. And the reason I mentioned the Saints locker room is because every year you can watch the Saints have a quarterback competition where they're throwing at targets on moving golf carts down yeah. the field. And they're, they're fun. You know, it's, fun. Games, it's fun to watch. Yeah, you can watch but, but you can tell that Drew Brees always had a good relationship with all his backup quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Right? Every single one of them. Even the ones that didn't stay long. Like Chase Garrett, Daniels. Chase was, Daniels. I love Chase uh, Daniels. Garrett Grayson or whatever yeah. his name was. He, he was only there for a couple of seasons and they let him go. Um, you know, Taysom, even Jameis last year, you know, that they're on the sidelines talking to each other, looking at the film. Jameis has a headset on. Taysom has a headset on. They're helping each other out. Yeah. You know, um, I think a lot of the fans, even, you know, in fantasy, it's a little bit different because we're looking at points and we're looking at potential. But, like, I think NFL fans don't understand how important the QB2 spot is for a team because they're helping the QB1 do their job. Yeah, they're the ones they're looking over the game script saying, OK, we need to show them this. You know, they're calling out plays they're doing whatever they can to help. And ultimately, they're the backup, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, the position is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, seeing Jimmy Graham extend the hand, welcome Trey Lance. Look, he, he you know, at the end of the day, if you think you're better than him, prove it. And if you're not, you're not. I don't think I don't think Jimmy Graham's going to go anywhere, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jimmy G. Jimmy G, my bad. Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. I'm sorry. I got. I was talking about Jimmy Graham earlier. Yeah. That's where I got messed up. But no, Jimmy G. All right. Um, I think Garoppolo. There's a there's a a possibility that if Trey Lance shows out, Garoppolo could end up on another team. But I also think there's a possibility Garoppolo just stays and he's the backup quarterback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it depends on what Garoppolo wants to do. Obviously, if he thinks he can be a starting quarterback somewhere else. And get paid more, then he'll probably do that. I don't really know where he would go, but besides stay with the 49 go back to the Patriots. But you think you think Bill Belichick want to take him back? I, I mean, I've, I've thought about that, but it's just—I mean, they have Mac know. Jones right now, so yeah. probably not, right? Yeah. But I mean, to think that it's impossible for him to end up on another team—it's not. Okay, so the question is, is what team? You know. Would I could you see him go to the Giants? If you had no more quarterbacks to take besides Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins, who are you taking? I'm taking Kirk Cousins. But as much as Kirk is uh, frustrating in fantasy football and even in real life football, he's a top 10 quarterback. His statistics are top 10, even in fantasy football, right? So it's kind of hard to hate him. But the yeah, and plus is, his weapons. His yeah, weapons are yeah. his weapons are good. But I mean, he goes to the Forty Nineers. He's still gonna have good weapons. Oh yeah. See what I'm saying? So, I think Jimmy Graham is another one of those game managing quarterbacks. Where oh, definitely a game pro- manager. He's probably not gonna win you games, but he's not gonna lose you games. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's great for the Forty ers who likes to run the ball a lot and has a great defense. You know? I can see Jimmy G going to like the Washington Football Team. I think that would be a pretty good fit because if you look at it, Washington. Strong run game. Their defense has, like, probably the best front seven in the league. Oh, yes. Um, and, and I mean, their secondary is yeah. not bad. Yeah. And they, still have some, and they still have some good wide receivers to throw to, a good tight end to they throw just, to. They just got uh, another wide receiver from the Panthers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not DJ Moore. No, no, no. It's, uh, I was just talking about him the other day. 
he cracked my top 40. I know that. Um, <clears throat> what's his name? Samuels. Yeah. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. He played for Ohio State with Terry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and look, I, I like Fitzmagic there. I think he's better than what they had last year. So, Fitzmagic is going to do a good job, but Fitzmagic is Fitzmagic. He's old. Yeah. And he's inconsistent. Well, he is. No, he's inconsistent. That's a fair. Some weeks, he, like, he can go two weeks with just absolutely going off, and next week he's throwing, like, three interceptions. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You never but, know what you're going to get. Well, I could see Jimmy G go there. I think that would be a good and fit. And still be a good fit, you know, and still yeah. be able to win games. If you have a strong defense and strong run game, then you just need a game manager, you know. You I, know. I think even Cam Newton would be a good fit for Washington. Maybe. I think Cam Newton might be more washed than Jimmy G. So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say Jimmy G. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think Cam would be a terrible decision. Not terrible, but I feel like there'd be better options. Yeah. I'd rather go out and try to get Jameis Winston or, you know, Taysom Hill if, if – He's there, yeah. you know. Uh, there, there are other options. Um, but it's just to say, like, I, it's not that I don't like Garoppolo. I just think he has a very low ceiling, and that's why the 49ers went out and drafted a quarterback in the future. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. even they're looking at it like mm, Jimmy's not the guy. Because if Jimmy was the guy, they wouldn't be drafting a quarterback so high. That's like uh, some people I know. They're like. Why are 49ers drafting Trey Lance? I'm like, well, clearly he's just a uh, – Jimmy Garoppolo is just a game manager. I'm like, yeah, he did He did get to the Super Bowl, but – Yeah, but if you get to the Super yeah, Bowl and you can't win it yeah. because of your quarterback, what does that tell you? And, I have a team that can get to the Super Bowl except – but we can't win it because of our quarterback. I hate – oh, let me not say I hate, but I dislike fans – who put everything on the quarterback? Oh, like yeah, my my uh, my quarterback guy to the Super Bowl and he won the Super Bowl. It's not just all about the quarterback. Yeah, no, no. If you don't have a good team, no, let me but you have a good quarterback. Say, Tom Brady doesn't win a Super Bowl last year without the Buccaneers defense going off. Oh yeah, okay, I mean just for the weapons too. Like look look oh, at the what weapon? Oh, what? Antonio Brown was yeah, their third yeah, okay. option. Yeah, let's go ahead. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, O.J. Howard. Yeah, he uh, got injured, though. It doesn't matter. He yeah. still played some of the year. Yeah. Gronk, Leonard Fournette, yeah. Ronald Jones. Like, the team was ridiculously stacked. stacked. And yeah. then their defense ended up having some really good draft picks. Yeah. Rookie draft picks. And, and their and offensive line, off. too. Tristan Wolves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All around. They just all hit at the same time. What? So, but, like, okay, that offense is ridiculous. But – what made the difference when the Saints played them again was the defense being better, mm-hmm. right? So you can sit here and say what you want, but to me, at the end of the day, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl because his defense showed up. That was an amazing defense. I, I feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, my God. That was terrible. He was the only one that was playing great. Like, And then he was running for his life. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so there's one play where he literally jumped up in middle air. He was sideways. Yeah. Threw the ball. Yeah. Hit his wide receiver in the chest. Yeah. And the wide receiver dropped the ball. That was Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Yeah. I was just. And I I, sat there and I was like, he just can't win. His wide receivers kept dropping passes. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? I'm going to say this. That performance by Patrick Mahomes is one of the best I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Even though they got demolished. They only had like nine points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that 
That was just crazy. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Patrick Mahomes. Like you know how people you know, they just constantly rely yeah, yeah, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. Like he's yeah. amazing. Well, I mean, he's, he's probably the best quarterback in the league right now. He's but, the most talented quarterback in the league right now. But yeah, no question. Yeah, but when I saw that, I'm like, this dude here is just incredible. Like, yeah. Yeah. and I said, this is what happens when you don't have a good offensive line. Like. Mm-hmm. Offensive yeah. linemen are so severely yeah. underappreciated. But well, and, and it even showed earlier on in the year. Um, and, and I say this, you know, because uh, Clyde edwards delay, right? Yeah. A lot of people were high on him, especially in fantasy. And honestly, he didn't do a bad job last year. You know, he was averaging like five yards a carry. Like, he's a good running back. Problem is, is he was having issues at the goal line. But the problem with the goal line was, is his O line couldn't block worth the shit at the goal line. Mm-hmm. I watched one game where they tried to punch it in on like all four downs and he couldn't get it in. But the problem was, is the defensive line was getting to him before he could even get to the hole. Yeah. You know, because the offensive line couldn't stop them at all. And then their offensive line was even like worse with Super Bowl because they had a few injured and yeah, with COVID yeah, protocols. Exactly. And exactly. So it was, it was just like tragic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just everything went against them. Uh, but it just goes to show you. But then look what they did. They went and they signed the the Ravens' offensive tackle. Yeah. They Orlando up, Brown. Yeah. They picked up a couple other guys. Um, they drafted like three in the draft. Yeah, well, and I I think. They're gonna focus on that in the next couple of years. They're they need to defense, but they're they're gonna they're gonna spend some draft capital on O line because you already have your quarterback of the future locked down for ten years. nine more years. Oh, yeah, nine years. Um, you just got Clyde Edwards Alaire. He's good. He's gonna be. He's their starter now. That doesn't mean that they won't have a timeshare between him and somebody else. But the point is, you don't have to worry about running back. You don't have to worry about wide quarterback. Receiver. You don't have to worry about wide receiver. Tight end, Kelsey's still got a couple more years left in him. Yeah. Um, so now's the time for them to focus on offensive line and their shore that up and their defense. And defense is really important. They have some good players on defense, too. Yeah. Um, but they need a couple more to, to really even it out. Um, but, I mean, they're still going to make the playoffs every year. Oh, yeah. You know, no, they're still going to be potential Super Bowl uh, in the Super Bowl every year for sure. There's no question about that right now. Uh, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers go to, like, the Broncos and oh, just throw a whole crazy. wrench and shit. Yeah. But. I I feel like Derek Carr is underrated. A lot of people hate on him. I, I don't have a problem with him. I think he could be better. He's inconsistent, but he's good. He's not yeah. bad. He's, he's, a, he's a good quarterback. He's just not a great quarterback, I think. Um. I don't know how much of that is Gruden. Uh, I don't know. I honestly feel like Gruden's made that team a little bit better every year. I really like that they drafted Henry Ruggs mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah, I actually have him in a fantasy league. It was a great pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nelson Aguilar last year was really yeah, good well, for them. I think the idea is Ruggs is because they, they, you know, Nelson's now with the Patriots. Yeah. So I think the idea is Ruggs is going to take Aguilar's role, which is field stretcher, you know. Deep ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. It's so like Derek Carr had Amari Cooper, right? He did, yeah. And I had Amari Cooper in fantasy football, and half the year Amari Cooper's gonna get you twenty points, and the other half of the year he's gonna get you almost zero, like five or less. And I don't know why, but Derek Carr. There's some games where Derek Carr would throw to Amari Cooper all the time, and the the, the game right after he'd only throw to him twice. 
it's like he was scared to throw it to him. I don't understand why. You know, you have someone, you have someone like Amari Cooper, you throw him the ball every game, all game long. It doesn't matter if he drops it, throw it to him. You'll make up for it. Yeah. You know, like, why wouldn't you? And then he goes to the Cowboys and he blows up. And I, I even called that he would blow up on the Cowboys. I'm, I was one of the first people out of all the ones I knew who was like, Amari Cooper's going to be a great wide receiver on the Cowboys. And he was. Now, don't get me wrong, Waller's blowing it up for the Raiders. You know, um, what's their running back's name? Uh, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is good. He's not what they, you know, he's injury prone, and they're worried about that, but he's he's a good running back. Um, they also saw in Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So uh, I don't think that's a major. I think it was a good pickup for. It's not a bad for a backup yeah. position, but ultimately he's not going to be better than Josh Jacobs, and I don't think he's going to really tear into Josh Jacobs' workload. No, I don't think he'll so, be better, but I think it was a really good yeah, pickup. It, they needed a solid backup, and he yeah. is that. I'll give him that all day long. They need they need another wide receiver. Now, let's see what, what Ruggs does year two. Yeah. You know, last year, it's kind of a wash. You know, Aguilar was there. Ruggs was a rookie. Obviously, there's a learning curve, you know. But second year, maybe Ruggs is good. Now, does he have to be, you know, wide receiver one material? No, but I think Ruggs can get a thousand yards. I think he can get six or seven touchdowns. Which, if that's the case, I mean, they got their value on him on drafting him, you know. So, okay, I want to go into Cardinals running backs: Chase okay. Edmonds and James Conner. I don't like that backfield. You don't like the backfield? I don't like it. I don't think it's amazing. I don't. Here, like, here's, and I said this on the fantasy ambush podcast. I think James Conner is the best running back on that team right now. And when he gets hurt, Jace, Chase Edmonds is going to disappoint people. And I'm talking about fantasy-wise. Now, yeah. football-wise, I think they're they're going to be okay. You know, you don't need amazing running backs because you have Kyler Murray throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, uh, A.J. Green. Christian know, Kurt. Christian Kurt. And then he's still going to, you know, he's still going to run the ball for – you know, six, seven hundred yards, six, seven, eight touchdowns. Yeah. You know, so the run game doesn't need to be excellent. No. It just needs to be serviceable. And I think it can be serviceable. The problem is, is fantasy wise, I don't want either one of them. Me neither. I mean, on my bench as like a late round pick, maybe, you know, like I'm willing to take a shot on James Conner because I think James Conner was hurt last year. Yeah. And a lot of people held that against him. And but plus, if he's healthy this year, he's the best running back on that team. Because Chase Edmonds has been hyped up and he's had some good games, but I was honestly he hasn't really been that good yeah. most of his career, even by efficiency metrics. You know, not workload, but efficiency. He's not that good of a running back. So, like, I don't want nothing to do with Chase Edmonds and James Conner. I'd take a flyer on, you know. Yeah. But in that offense, they're going to be passing the ball, and the one that's going to be running the most is the quarterback. So it's just like. Mm. I was look at it like real football. I think I mean I, I think it would be he's a good. Right. It's a it's he's a right. it's a good like running back core, but it's not amazing. And yeah. like like you said, fantasy is yeah. not good. Yeah, fantasy. I don't want to do it. Real football, it's solid. Yeah, right. I feel like it's you solid. Can't, you can't complain about it because it's solid. If they need to run the ball, they can with those two guys. They can get it done. It's not gonna be great, but they can get it done. It was a good pick. I think it was a it was. Them getting James Conner was a good idea. 
right? It's like the Texans running back core. Oh my goodness! I don't want nothing to do with the Texans. <laughs> I know. Me neither. Why? Me neither. I don't want one player. You don't even know Texans. who's going to be the starter on the Texans. No. If Watson's not there, I think they're not going to win any games next year. I really don't think they're going to win any games. Who do they have? Nobody. Their best. Their best wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. I think they have Kiki <laughs> QT, and he he was he's all right, but, yeah, but I haven't seen a whole lot from him to be honest. He he's all right, but. Who's throwing them the ball? It ain't going to be Deshaun Watson. No, probably not. No. Uh, if Deshaun Watson's not playing, they're not winning any games. Their no. defense isn't good. J.J. No. Watt's no longer there. Their offensive line is tr- terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. Their run game is a hodgepodge of has-beens. Yeah. Um, their wide receiver core, I like Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to probably get 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. But ultimately, they're not going to win any games because of it. Uh, they don't have Will Fuller anymore. No, they don't have any worthwhile tight ends. Now the Dolphins with Will Fuller they might going be going to the Dolphins. Place. Yeah, with Jalen Waddle and uh, Parker. Uh, yeah, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. I think that that's a really good wide receiver yeah. core. Well, it all they're depends. all fast. It all depends on Tua, man. Yeah, Tua. I'm not 100 percent on Tua on board with Tua. Well, I mean. He was a rookie, he was a rookie last, last year, and, and he, he's coming off an injury. Look, I'm willing to give him time to develop. Yeah, he the definitely is, deserves it. He hasn't showed me anything yet, passing-wise, that makes me want to grab on to him. Or goes wild. Like, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't blame you, but yeah. I think he definitely deserves more time. You know, I think he needs more time to develop, but I wouldn't waste too much time trying to. No, I mean, fantasy-wise, I don't want nothing to do with him. Oh, no. I, no. I draft Will Fuller. And I like Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin was good last year. He's a great PPR running back. He can get you 15 points a game as a PPR running back. But the problem is, is kind of injured prone a little bit. Savon Ahmed's his backup, and he showed a couple flashes. And supposedly they were looking at drafting a running back, but they didn't. So I don't know how they feel about their running game. The tight end Gusecki, he's pretty good. And Gusecki's good too. So if Tua shows out, that could be a really good offense. And the defense is pretty good, too. They're oh, yeah, bad, their defense you know? is actually, look at it, they're really good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so like, they could win some games. It's definitely possible. They were almost, they almost made it to the playoffs yeah. last year. They were, like, one win away or yeah. something like that. Well, like I said, we'll see what the Patriots do. Yeah. If the Patriots have a number one defense and a good running game, they could beat the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So that division could very much be up in the air. The Bills, too, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the Bills are division winners for a while. Yeah. To come, you know. So it'll be up to the Dolphins and uh I don't think it's else. really up to the Patriots' defense because I think they're just going to show up anyway. I think it's Probably. more on their offense yeah. based well, on how their yeah. offense is going to do. Yeah. Well. Honestly, all their offense really – if the defense shows up, all their offense needs to do is not turn the ball over. Yeah. You know, if if they can just run the ball and not turn it over, I think they can win games. So. <clears throat> Any other team you want to uh, talk about before we wrap up? Um, the Giants and Daniel Jones. Mm. I feel like – this is Daniel Jones' last year to this really is, prove this it. This is make it or break it. Yeah, make or break it. 100% make it or break it. Look, they went out. 
They got uh, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay, right? Big, big signing. Kadarius Tony. They Kadarius Tony. They drafted Kadarius Tony, big body wide receiver, a beast in college, right? Uh, Florida. Played yeah, for Florida, he right? for Florida. He was a beast. So his routes were just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Fast. And even with those two things being said, and I don't, I'm not a fan of Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram showed out as a rookie. He's got talent. Um, they went out and got Kyle Rudolph, who yeah. is a solid tight end. That's a really good tight end. Um, they still have Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. Um, who's their two other wide receivers? Um, Sterling uh, Shepard. Yeah, yep. Sterling Shepard. And Slayton. Darius Slayton. Yeah, Darius right? Slayton. And even they weren't terrible. Right, they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. They were like wide receivers twos, maybe wide receiver two three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in that range. Um, look, Daniel Jones has everything he. Well, I'll take it back. Offensive line. That offensive line is garbage. Always poo. Garbage, and the poo. defense ain't much better. Um, I would say their defense. Is, they're they're I all right. I would say their defense is good. They're all right. They're, they did pretty well for me in fantasy. Middle of the league. Oh well, I was well, de- I was different. I was desperate about, for yeah, yeah, yeah. for uh, defense um, last year. Fantasy wise, I'm hesitant to grab any of them except for Barkley and Kenny Galladay, right? And Kenny Galladay, I'm not drafting him as if he was still in the Lions. I think he lost value when he went to the Lions, uh, went to the Giants because he went from a quarterback that can throw him the ball in Stafford to a quarterback who might not be able to throw anybody the ball, right? Because he's I just don't trust Daniel Jones. I, I don't. He Daniel Jones has to show me something, right? I would say this. He's way better picked than Dwayne Haskins. I agree with that. Yeah. And Daniel Jones even showed flashes, right? And yeah. that's why everyone got excited about him. But he's not consistent. No. Um, he does some boneheaded plays. Just does some stupid shit. So... But look, the Giants went out and they said, "We got you every kind of target you could ever want to throw to." Right now, they honestly they really just need to fix their O line. If they fix their O line, I think Daniel Jones would be a better quarterback. But the O line's still bad, which means Daniel Jones is still getting pressured, which means he's still gonna throw bad throws. I mean, he fumbles a lot, and he's gonna fumble a lot. Also, right. So let's see what happens. Now, let's say some, by some strange event, let's say like someone like Aaron Rodgers went to the Giants. Oh, my God. That's the Super Bowl team. Pretty much. Or, I mean, they'd be in the playoffs for sure. I yeah. mean, like Kenny Galladay's value, everybody's value would go up. But we'll see what Daniel Jones, fantasy-wise, Barkley, Kenny Galladay. If you want to take a flyer on Everett Ingram, be my guest. But I don't want nothing to do with him personally. Yeah, me um, All the other wide receivers – it's a crapshoot, man. Kevin Kadarius Tony is a, a rookie, so you can't really trust him. Now, in Dynasty, I'd maybe pick him up, but not redraft leagues. The, the value's just not there. Um, Sterling Shepard or, or Slayton, you could grab them as maybe a flex option week to week. I mean, he's going to throw the ball to more than one person, you know. And Ken Galladay is not really a volume receiver. He's more of a field stretcher, you know. He's a, an efficient on a low reception kind of guy. So... I got you on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we could wrap it up. We got plenty, of, plenty of 
football talk tonight. Um, oh, yeah, it was sure. fun, man. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was a great time. Good, good. We'll uh, we'll catch y'all next time, folks. Bye, bye, bye.